Bam, we're live. Oh, I never noticed that before. It actually says we're live. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Oh, new feature. Because it. it's because it wants to tell the the guest. Oh yes. So I don't catch you off guard. Exactly. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm awesome. Showered. Hello. Worked out. Oh yeah. Is it six p.m. over there? It is. Love it. Is that James Spriggs' uh, living room? It is. Dang. He got a fan on the roof? Yeah, he does. Looks like a Batman fan. Oh, that's like... Oh, whoa. This is like a huge light. Oh, not a fan. Okay. Yeah, but over there, there's a fan. Well, how was your workout? It was good. I'm trying to fucking be able to be... I'm trying to... um, not get caught off guard i've been doing some workouts and someone came over here and filmed a few and i got caught looking like a pussy oh no well no worse than that (laughs) worse than that oh no cash you with me my cash is right here watching the podcast i'm gonna give you guys one chance whoa who's that who, that phone number? Yeah. It's to give, me, give people one chance to call in and ask you a question. Whoa. That's kind of crazy. Are you scared? Is that your phone number? No. Oh. It's your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy if you came on here and I had your phone number up? Oh, my gosh. Everybody start blasting. Yes, I agree. Pussy would be a compliment for me. I know. Uh, it would be. It would be. Uh-huh. <laughs> um oh. you're in florida i am and you're in a hun- you're and you're in a honeymoon period yeah i am kind of huh isn't that a trip yeah you're 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 in a uh you're it's um you, you switch camps and you and i'm i'm guessing it's like a honeymoon period like every everyone's on there oh look here we go this is, oh this is gonna be easy this is from canada this is from canada hi you have a question for me or danielle um, for Danielle. Oh, fuck. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm new to your program and I am addicted to your lives fucking every day, sometimes twice a day. And I'm new to CrossFit and new to Danielle too. And since she's so young, I was wondering what her influences are or what motivates her or what idols or icons she looks up to. Um, I, I got a question for you. When you say you're you're um a, you follow her program, what do you mean her program? No, I don't follow her program. I follow your your YouTube. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. Good, good plug for me. Okay, go on, Danielle. Danielle, um, the gentleman from Canada would like to know who your influences are. And he said you're young. She's not really that young. Are you young? I wouldn't say I'm like young, but I'm not old. I'm like yeah. that awkward middle age. I mean, you did basically. You were supposed to go. You were supposed to go to the games a couple. You were supposed to go to regionals a couple times. You turned it down because of a a college scholarship that required you to perform, uh, do pole vaulting. You were a fantastic pole vaulter, setting records at the college, and and you got old. Yeah, (laughs) all of a sudden, just a jump. Uh, But your question, I feel like, uh, you know, it's it's weird. I honestly was. I feel like one of those athletes that grew up and didn't really have a ton of idols. Like, I, I don't think I really look up, looked up to a lot of um, people in the sports that I was doing. 
Um, when I was a gymnast, maybe more so because I would watch the Olympics, but in track and field, I didn't really have any idols. And then in CrossFit, I mean, I was always so focused on track that I, I wasn't super invested. I feel like in the CrossFit people, um, but maybe, maybe when I was younger, I would say Annie Thor's daughter, but now today, like, no, like wow. my idol, but yeah. But did you have a teacher to inspire you or did you have parents or did you have like a coach or something? Uh, or yeah. another thing, In high school, I had really good. What goes, what goes, like what goes through your mind to motivate you to, to like stoke the fire inside your heart and soul to just fucking kill everyone in your lifts and your events and stuff? Uh, I think it's not necessarily like this motivation um, that I, that I think most people think you find every day. Like every day I think people think we wake up and we're like, Oh, I'm so motivated. And it's more just like routine and habit that gets us through our day-to-day training. Um, but honestly, right now I feel like I'm going through a phase. What motivates me is to really just humble other people you know, to let other people talk and talk and talk and I'll just shut them up with what I do. Caller, thank you. You demand. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. Love you guys. Good job. Love you too. <laughs> He's going to go for three. I was impressed. Um, So, so that I keep wanting to push the limits of the show. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. so I did live and then now I'm like, oh, maybe what if I let some people actually talk to Danielle? I know that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of scary, but I'm afraid someone's going to do something crazy. Like yeah. you say something crazy. Like what? Yeah. You, you, well, I don't want to say it. Then I'll sound, then I'll sound crazy. If I tell you what, what I think they're crazy. crazy I can't even think of like, what would be crazy? Uh, I'll tell you crazy. My wife went and got a cervical exam uh, today. That's where like they look inside your pussy to see if you're okay. Yeah. Your vagina. And yeah. the fucking doctor asked her, do you work out? Whoa. It's like, dude, he she was has a fucking like, six pack with a giant ass, a skinny waist, a fucking vein that runs from her toe up her fucking body, up her fucking forehead. And I mean, just, she looks like a fucking statue. Hey, what does anyone ever ask you if you work out? Oh, yeah. I mean, this morning, like Tell five me. people, five people no. at the dog park. Seriously? Yeah, in uh, Naples, Florida. I mean, the the average age range at the the dog park was probably forty five to sixty. And you brought it down. There was, that means there was all eighty year olds and you, which yep. brings it down to like. And it, it's pretty funny, like me walking in with my with cash, pink hair, tattoos. Usually, I'm wearing like some shorts and a sports bra, or maybe like a cropped t shirt. So they can see stuff. So they can see stuff. They're usually like, whoa. Well, like this uh, older lady today was like, whoa, oh my gosh, your hair is so pink. She's like, oh. And then, uh, Danielle, uh, does that, the color is, gives me, um, the, the coloring of the hair got woke vibes, but you're far from woke. What's the, uh, do you ever get mistaken as, as woke? Uh, not really. No. No. No, I don't even know what that I question means. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know. No, Maybe no, someone no. wants to bond with you. Like someone walks up to you and is like, look, I got my six booster because you have purple, because you have pink hair. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Woke. I don't, I don't get it. David Attaway, uh, Podium Vibes. I love that. David Attaway. New coach, Matt Torres. I watched his, uh, I had him on the show. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Are you, are you digging him? That was a good show. Yeah. Thank you. 
Yeah. Uh, I made you- up for it by fucking up the interview with Haley Adams. So oh, I, haven't, oh, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, don't. It was a fucking train wreck. I ruined it. She's so fucking wonderful, and I ruined it. Hiller called me like two minutes after the show, or maybe it was a couple hours after the show, and he's like, "Wow, you shit the bed." Oh, uh, why? Just I was just a just I was just I was just. Just she's uh, I just I just I just I just yeah you did that just, yeah <laughs> yes yeah. yes yeah. Oh, shit. so Matt Torres good good interview I thought it was great too I watched three of his other podcasts before he came on he was a little quiet on those podcasts when he came on to my podcast he seemed smiley open I felt like we hit it off I didn't have time to do any foreplay with him because we only had forty five minutes so we just fucking dove in love that yeah good. okay and so what I do you think better anyways yeah okay small talk that's good okay. What do you, what do you think of them? Could you even know it, it is the honeymoon period, right? I mean, can you even know? I watched a couple of your other podcasts and you're saying some things and I'm thinking my whole, the whole time. I, I don't think Danielle can really know that yet. I don't, you know what? I think he's a very, like he's, he's not fake. Like he's, he's a very real person. And I think um, when you interact with him, that's the math that you see is the math that you get. And, um, from when I first came down to Florida, the first week that I was here before any of this shit went down, um, and to how he is now, it's, it's the same. And same guy. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be, it, it has to be a little more intimate, right? Because he, you're yeah. now, you're not just a visiting athlete. You are. One of his athletes right now. Yeah. One of his athletes right now. And a, and a lot can change very quickly. Yeah, and I, I think just right now our main focus is the games. And my main focus is to uh, was to train with Dallin and get as much coaching as possible in a really good environment. And I did just that. And now me and Dallin are ready for the games. And we'll just finish the season. And whatever happens after the season is after the season's problems. Do you have any plans in terms of your physical location after the games? So like when your hotel room expires, where is your ticket back to? Uh, back to Vegas. Cause all my stuff is there, okay. but I will definitely not be living in Vegas. Okay. And I want to, I want to t- tell you something, uh, remind you of something you said on May 29th. Love it. On an interview with, um, Lauren, Lauren this Khalil. This yeah. is good. This is good. She asked you, what's it like having Kotler in your corner? Right. And you said it's super reassuring. Yeah. And it's a good feeling knowing that we did this together. That means, in my in my thought, regardless of whatever the circumstances were, that there had to, there has to be some mourning. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I yeah. Do, do do you did you did you mourn or or do you have to push it down and the games are over and then mourn? I wouldn't say like, yeah. I mean, I think it's it was best that I get out of there as soon as possible. Because sure. the games were so soon. So, yeah, I think it is kind of one of those um, mourn after. But that's not to say that I haven't had days where I, like, really think about it. And I'm right. like, fuck, like, this is shitty. Right. Like, this is a sad situation. Right. Um, but I have really good people in my life to be able to kind of, like, talk through that and then move on. And then it's like, all right, show them. Don't, don't tell them. You know, it, it, it's it's interesting that um, uh, I had a similar conversation with Matt Torres in terms of uh, he also had a traumatic event happen, a shift in his plans. And 
basically I asked him about it and it, he, we, we use the metaphor of like, he had three, he had a uh, cars going around the racetrack. Right. Oh, yeah. and, and, and one of them got in a car accident that, that being Phil Toon, yep. um, he went over, make sure Phil's okay, but that's it. And once he knows yep. Phil's okay, Phil goes to the hospital and he has to get back to his other athletes and that he hasn't had time to, it, it um, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it doesn't say, he basically said, yeah, I had to p- push it down. I'll deal. I'll mourn later. Or yeah. I'll deal it's with it later. Priorities. Yeah, now's not the time. Exactly. As long as he's as long as he's moving forward. Absolutely. With yeah. whatever he's doing. Yep. Um are are you is any part of you enjoying the chaos? Hmm. I am more and more. Uh at first I was just like, what the fuck? Like what the fuck? like it's very blindsided um super blindsided um so figuring all that out and like figuring out by super blindsided you mean it it wasn't like okay this is building up into a problem and and uh just all of a sudden you knew you you, you, it's like um uh, i broke up with a girlfriend one time and she said you're breaking up with me i was like oh fuck like she really thinks i'm a piece of shit (laughs) so it's kind of like that like you just you couldn't even believe it Uh, yeah okay I mean, I, okay. yeah, it was a super blindsided. See- okay. I, I'm just chill- It's kind of one of those situations where I'm just chilling at the pool and I get an email and it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. uh, um, so you didn't. Oh, shit. You know, he's supposed to be on here. I didn't send a fucking link to my fucking God. I didn't send a link to Brian. Oh, my goodness. A douche. I want to do all to myself. Uh, So, so. Aren't you, when you break up with someone, supposed to call them and tell them or talk or see them in person? Like do a face to like when you break up with a boyfriend, you're supposed to do a face to face. I remember my my girlfriend in the sixth grade broke up with me face to face. That was like the only thing that I was like, oh, fuck, this bitch did it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd respect that. All right. Um. So so then you you when you get that, are do you immediately scramble to are so you get the email and do you try do you, i guess the two options are um preserve try to preserve or do you go fuck plant uh who, who would i okay i'm going to call um a local affiliate and start training there mm-hmm. oh i remember that guy torres down there in naples maybe i'll fuck with his shit up i'll go down there yep it was just <laughs> like that it's like oh fuck all right try to train in vegas still but then that wasn't working out. Just like, you know, just bad energy. So called Cooper to talk to Torres. Oh, you have an agent. Why go through Cooper? Why not just call Torres yourself? Because Naples wasn't necessarily my first resort. Like it wasn't my first thought. Okay. Like I was like, oh, maybe I'll train at, there's a true grit gym in vegas and i was like maybe i'll try to train there so i'll try to get all the equipment and true grit um matt was really getting everything i needed to that gym but it was just really hard to be alone and not under the eyes of a coach um and some of my girlfriends there you know they would hang out with me but it was just like it just wasn't enough and i just felt kind of alone so i was like "Mm, well called cooper and he's like let me reach out to torres and see if you can go train with him and he did. And and then I called Torres, you know, I FaceTimed him and wanted to be like, hey, I, I know you aren't that kind of guy, but I hope you don't feel obligated to have me come and 
I don't want to drag you into any of this drama. So um, any respect that and got it. Did you call your mom? Uh, eventually. Yeah. Uh, who, who, who did she you call? Me. She called you. Okay. Yeah. Who did you call and just, um, and just cry your eyes out to? Um, I didn't, I don't think I've had a good cry yet. Wow. Maybe, oh, you... maybe with, uh, maybe with Cooper. I had a lot of phone calls with Cooper. Yeah. Okay, so you may, maybe really did push this down. Okay, get in the fucking pit down there. Yeah. Cause it, you know why? Because I, I can walk away from the Like, it's it's really shitty, and it's really sad to um, kind of be blindsided and um, by people you thought were your family. But especially, like, me not coming from the greatest of families to finally maybe finding something like that. Um, to be kind of blindsided. Uh, but I know I can walk away from the situation knowing I was always truthful and I was never fake. And, you know, I was always um, really loyal and true to my friends. And I can walk away knowing that. I I, I have this um, thought that when we, we're in a relationship with somebody, not all relationships, but some relationships, and they break up. Yeah, that the next relationship we go to is going to eventually come to that point again. Could be a week, could be a month, but we'll but we'll have like so. If I have a girlfriend and we fight over something, let's let, let's say we fight over the fact that I let's say we fight over the fact that I got another girlfriend. Yeah, so I break up with her, and then this new girlfriend, she's going to eventually break up with me because I got another girlfriend, and it's just, right. it's going to keep breaking up at that same point until finally I do something different. Right. Um, uh, there's you, you made implications that there could be this pattern because this is, you came from a home. This is, this is reminiscent, uh, reminiscent, reminiscent, um, reminiscent, thank you. I appreciate it of your childhood. I'm just saying, it feels a little worse because oh. because of my childhood. Right. right. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, you know, and the older that I've gotten, I've had people tell me, hey, like, this is what family does. Right. You know, when I fuck up, it's like your family's always there no matter what. And, you know, I had people I feel like reassuring me of that as I've gotten older because I didn't necessarily have that when I was younger. Um, so then to have what you think is a family kind of not even saying I fucked up, right? Like we, we both did shit that wasn't okay, I guess. Right. Right. But, but I didn't yeah. sense, I didn't sense you blaming, I didn't sense you blaming him. Yeah. But like, damn, if I, if I really did shit that pissed you off or if I did something, please tell me instead of just kind of like, say ya. It's right. Like, shit. Like. Right. I don't know. Right. Like, right. Told me. Right. Um. Do you ever do you ever talk to Dave? Dave Castro. A little bit here and there. Yeah. So you guys are still friends. Yeah. Did Did he talk to you about the situation at all? Did he give you any words? No, we haven't talked. No, he didn't. I don't I, know he, he knows. Maybe he so, Oh, he knows. Everyone knows. Every. <laughs> it's It's weird, right? Because um, from the out, so it's your life, and and yeah. that's how you see it. But yeah. everyone else sees it from the outside as like it's Danielle and Kotler, and they've seen all the fi- f- 
quick edits and like both of you being pumped and and so um it's it's uh I, I, I think it's foolish to think that anyone needs to um, take sides. I don't think that that's it, but it's like kind of like watching um, Batman and Robin break up. Like that would never fucking happen right. in the comic books. No fucking way. <laughs> yeah. No, that's big checks. Yeah. I right. think, yeah, it's pretty funny to see people um, speculate. Yeah. They're processing like, their right. shit. Yeah. And, and the reason why maybe you, uh, you and I probably don't get it as much and understand like that guy wanted to know who your role models were growing up. I didn't have any either. Like I didn't have a poster of Michael Jordan in my room or like I had, yeah, I I wasn't like that either. Yeah. I had friends that I thought were cool as shit. Right. Yeah. But no, wow, that dude's tough. He can fight. He's rad. No, like fictional character or even like super good athlete. I don't know. Uh, Jason Estel, fuck you. Don't ruin my story. Thank you. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, great. Assholes are coming out. Kenneth, the lap that happened in the comic books multiple times. Respect the lore. Three different Robins. Oh, fuck you guys. Okay. Well then this should be no big deal. Fucking Danielle and Justin. Yeah, you know what? We saw it coming. <laughs> um, uh, um, any chance, did you ever drink out of Phil Toon's bottle? <laughs> water bottle and is there any chance you'll be popping positive at the games and, and blaming phil no i think okay hey. you, now you don't want to get that off our chest you never kissed him or ate off took a bite off his pizza dipped in the maybe dipped your pizza in the same ranch dressing and there's some never you know in fact i almost wish like we did because i mean we talked more but uh did you not talk to phil much uh not a lot he uh he kind of was doing his own thing um does that um when you got there, how long were you there before that news broke? Oh, so it's funny. The news broke, what, Wednesday? I, like, it, I want to say Wednesday morning. I took a red-eye Wednesday night to get to Naples. And, 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 and when did kind of the news break that you were going to that mm. camp? I want to say, I don't even think it had broken until – later that week even if that it's kind of crazy right yeah Yeah. it's like that weekend and then maybe the next week it's kind of the two it's kind of the two biggest stories uh in in crossfit right now you you and phil um there's a third story brewing Ooh. yeah well i'm just wondering if you're gonna tell me (laughs) 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 okay um uh you won the mac you're fishing. Oh my gosh. You know what's so not funny? even fishing. I have a net and I'm just dragging it through the water. You know hoping. Funny? Yes, uh, yes. I ahead. told uh, I was talking to Corinne, Corinne and Dallin about this. About the third how, story? No, about oh. <laughs> no. How you have this way of you never ask, you never really ask questions. You just make these statements. And like sometimes you'll just like throw out like a crazy statement like that, like, oh, there's the third story in hopes that I like s- spill some shit or that I like, I'm like, oh, fuck, how did you know that? And you're like, yes. I actually didn't know that. I just, uh, <laughs> I just I, hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah, doing you that. Do that I'm hunting, too. I'm, I'm fishing specifically for bass. I, I'm telling you, I, it's not a, um, I'm, I'm going to turn this phone off. You can't interrupt. I'm on a roll with Danielle right now. You guys had. So there's chance. a third story brewing. Yeah. I'm not sure I understand. Oh, good. 
Did you hear Siri right there? Yeah, I did. How do I turn this phone off? Oh, here Don't go. go the wrong, girl. Um, how how did you? What did you? I heard you say that you wanted to train with Dallin, um, even yeah. before this was had had sort of come. Um, what what did you see? What did you see over there that made you want to train with him? And and is it better? You know, you had uh, you have um, Justin and Ellie, uh. You have uh, Tia, you have Tia and Matt, and, and you're starting to see this. There's probably other examples of Brian here he would share with us. But is was that what you were thinking? You you trained with girls. Was that kind of just getting lucky for you that you would be able to train so well two girls? And you're like, hey, I, I, that was pushing my luck. I sh- maybe I should try a dude. Yes. I mean, exactly that. I was, sharing, uh, I was thinking about this earlier, why Dallin and I work so well. And, you know, Carrie Bethany and I worked so well because we were all very – like good individual people. We, you guys are so yeah. different. I mean, for what it looks like from the outside, like really different, very, di- very, very different. Yeah. Like you guys uh, don't even, like you guys would never drive even close to the same car. What kind of car do you drive? Um, a Volkswagen. Tail. And what's, and what's a uh, Bethany drive? A new, uh, it's like a Jeep and okay. Carrie drives a Bronco. Okay. Okay. So but they're okay. Carrie's car. Broncos okay. are dope. Uh, you got a new Bronco. She did. Oh, I don't. Like, I don't care for the new Broncos. Really? Yeah. No, I like the old, the older ones. The old ones are cool, but I think they did something right on the new one. I just don't like the look of it. Okay. Uh, too but modern. For, too modern for you. Yeah. It's like soft. You like, yeah. It's too soft. It's too soft. You're a G wagon guy. You like you, you you like sharp angles. Do you like yeah. the G wagon, like the Mercedes yeah. with like all boxy and shit? I like the more boxy. Yeah. yeah. You gangster. Yeah. You're born in the wrong. You're born in the wrong. I was. Era. Hey, would you date um uh one of the Diaz brothers? Oh, he has a he has a girlfriend, right? The fighters, do they? I think so. I could see you dating one of those guys, I the young the younger one, the vegan dude. I thought I saw that he had a girlfriend. That's funny. And uh who's the other fighter you always have on? Oh, I had um uh um yeah. Nikki Rod. Oh yeah, I was thinking of Nikki Rod too. Yeah, Nikki Rod. I could see you. God, I could he, see he has, you. He has a- Hunter was on my show. He thought that you and him should make kids. Hunter who? Hunter McIntyre. Are you, he was on the show? He's been on the show a bunch of times. And he and he he suggested, really? yeah. I think he has a girlfriend now, though. Yeah, I met him in Vegas when he did his High Rocks race. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, he never mentioned that. Yeah, it was cool. Oh. I, got, I got to watch him do it. It was really How did he, cool. he do? He won. It, well, and then yeah, what? Asked everyone. I, I, and yeah. you liked it? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Would He's you a funny w- dude. Would you have won that if you were in that? I don't even know. Those girls are. Those girls are beasts. I think so. They're Hiller needs to be all over those wall balls because they're. <laughs> they're oh, is High Rock sloppy as shit? Their That's wall great. Balls are terrible. I needed that too because Hunter's always telling me how CrossFit's full of roids. I'm be like, well, at least we get depth in our squats. That's a good comeback. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You should watch him do some burpee broad jumps. It's pretty hilarious. So, so Dallin, so you go, so you go to, oh, it's funny to watch them do it or Hunter in particular? Hunter and actually everyone, but Hunter, uh, okay. is, Hunter as well. Does he look goofy? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Like a giant redheaded frog. It's really good. Are his legs too far apart? They have to stay in like a lane. Uh huh. And they have to like literally do burpee broad jumps. And like they're dead. It's, I want to say, the fifth station. So they're absolutely dead. And it's pretty funny. 
it's really funny. Like I mean, it's, it's watching new people do burpees. Yeah. And it's like that. And they have to do a jump at the end. Like a Herculean effort, but like they only jump like two feet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's good. Um, so, so, da- so you wanted to train with Dallin and, yeah. uh, and, and now just, I mean, like, like we said, you're in the honeymoon period, but now you've been training with them for two weeks. Yeah. For a month. Almost probably three weeks. And this you like it. Week. I love it. I really love it. Um, I mean, I think the only thing that'll change with time is I'm, I'm curious to see. I actually told Corinne today, I was like, I can't wait for the moment where Dallin snaps at me, where he gets like annoyed where he gets annoyed with me like a sister. And, and what would that be around? Like you left your sweat on the rower, wrong music. You're talking too much. You're not talking yeah. enough. It, I think like if I just was shit talking him and he didn't like it and he didn't like what I had to say. So. Did you shit talk at the Mac? Not as much with Dallin. Cause I didn't really talk to him much, but I mean the other girls focus. Um, nobody likes to talk. Nobody likes to talk back there. You never in the corral leaned over to like the girl next to you. Who is in, who is in the corral next to you? I had like Sydney next to me sometimes. Brooke, S- uh, Sydney Michalishan. Mm-hmm. Did you ever just lean over me and like, I'm sorry, I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like no, no. But I I swear I would talk and it would just be silence. Like, give me an example of something you say. Oh, this is going to, this one's going to be fun. I mean, like, I can't think of anything specific, but, you know, we'd just be chilling there for a while. We'd be like, like, damn, we have a long time. Or make a joke. And, like, everyone's just dead silent. And I'm like, maybe I'm not funny or we're just really focused right now. Uh, do you think they're just nervous as fuck? Yeah. And my the way I calm my nerves is talking a lot and shit talking. Yeah, you need but to do it. It's do. really hard to do with girls who don't hey, shit talk about me. Hey, you gotta shit talk Cara Saunders. She's a I, she'll, she'll just come for me. Yeah, she will. She's a savage. But 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 she but she's good though. She's yeah. a she's a dude. Really? Oh man, like when when you're at the games, man, she just hangs with the dudes. She yeah. can totally chop it up. She's mm-hmm. fucking. You should say some nasty shit to her. <laughs> I thought you were like, just, I thought you were tired. Thought, how'd you get in the country? That's a good one. Yeah, that's good. I know you didn't get the vaccine. I'm going to report you. I'm going to report you. Yeah. She went off last year when, when she even thought she had COVID and they were not going to let her be a part of the team meeting. I'm very curious how she got in the country. She's here. She's training. Is it hard right now though? I think you need to be vaccinated and I know she don't fuck with that shit. Really? Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Javier, that's a great line. Uh, maybe retirement was your best choice. Oh, my gosh. At the end of the weekend on yeah. the last day. I'm, 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 having her, I'm having her come on the show. I'm going to try to get her. To, I'm going to tell her, dude, you should talk some shit to DB. I'd love that. Has Matt called you DB yet? Matt? Yeah, Torres. Or does he call you Danielle? I can't even imagine him saying my name. Oh, he's never said your name. Hey, girl, Pinky. <laughs> yeah, you know, if uh, when you get to know Matt, he has a lot of different little slogans that he says. The other day, he said, "See you later, masturbator," <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, 
Oh, it's the very fourth grade. I like that. That's yeah. about that's about a year more mature than me. Yep. Yeah. Um. Uh. Did Did you have you seen him cry in regards to uh the Phil <laughs> Tune incident? Have you seen like him weep? No, I I didn't. But that's funny that you bring that up because I was thinking of the the Miles to Madison snippet that came up and he was crying in it. Torres was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed it. What was he crying about? You'll see. It's in the Miles to Madison. I think he was talking about Dallin and the oh. progress and from Wadapalooza to semifinals and the progress he's going to keep making. And he's, so, he's like, you can tell he was crying. Like he was reminiscing about just, and, and just his love for Dallin just, just kind of seeped out in a tear. It, it, it was when uh, I think Dallin had gotten second and like made it. Wow. Yeah. Big emotional guy. I don't know. I don't know. What's the line? I don't know shit about fuck or I don't know fuck about shit. But yep. when, you, when you're following um, uh, underdogs athletics programming okay. and then you with three weeks left, you come. Isn't with three weeks left? Aren't you kind of like what's it? What do you guys do? You taper? Yeah, we just started tapering ish this week. Uh, so is there is it easy for like another coach to like just figure all your shit out? Or does um does Justin like send like the remainder of your three weeks like a, a picture of his middle finger in the remainder of your three weeks of programming? <laughs> that would have been cool, but most of my programming got deleted. <laughs> like here, no shit, really. <laughs> yeah, but um, Torres is smart, and uh, I would I would think there would be like I would think there would be like he he'd be like fu- like just like I don't know something nasty. Like maybe maybe print it out on a piece of paper, but then wipe his ass with it and be like, "Here you go." <laughs> but you, so so you're telling me that your programming was in a data bank at Underdogs Athletics and it's no longer there. It was a. It's shared with Google Docs. Oh man, did you print it out? Do you have it? It doesn't even matter. Okay, uh, fine. Torres has really good programming. So okay. Uh, Does it fuck with your head at all, or no? You you're over that. No, not at all. I I really believe in what Torres does and brute strength and Matt and Dom are so smart. And it was it was just so easy. And who's Dom? Coach, I hear him talk about Dom a lot. Who's Dom? Dom, I would say maybe like assistant coach. He helps a lot with he I mean he's he's What's there. His last na- there. What's his last name? Is he on Instagram? <laughs> I don't even know. Dom on oh I'm not gonna find him. Okay, fuck it. Okay, go on. Who is he? But, uh, How old is he? I would guess 30. Okay. And how old's Matt? 34. Okay. You asked him how old he was? No, I just remember that from the podcast yesterday. Oh. <laughs> oh, did I ask him how old he was? Yeah, you did. He said, he said, uh, 34. He's like, what did I tell my athletes? Fuck, yeah. what was that? <laughs> exactly uh <laughs> so you so you go there he he is there an assessment period or no it's just like hey you start feeding him as much information as you as uh has he asked you to do something you're like fuck i can't do that or like oh sh- no that's way too easy for me no he it's no. been it's been perfect just seamless just rolling right in yeah it really has been yeah when you say you're more confident this year than last year Mm-hmm. What is what does that mean in terms of does that mean like you have less chatter in your head or that the chatter in your head is different? 
I feel like I feel like last year's training, um, there was just lots of days where training just sucked last year and I just wasn't good. And I mentally wasn't there to push every day to, to like know come game day that I could push and hurt because I didn't do that in training. If that makes sense. So I, like, I mean, I doesn't, I don't really understand it, but I can pretend to understand it. I can't empathize with it. Cause I'm just a dude who sits behind a desk, but yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, like I trained hard last year, but when workouts got really tough, you kind of have this choice of to lean into that and be tough or to kind of make excuses for yourself. Right. Like a lot of workouts last year when it, when it hurt really bad, I'm like, Oh, I'm hurting instead of being like, okay, I'm hurting. What can I do? And this year I feel like with training, when I would get to that point, it really is just a choice. It's like making the fucking choice to hurt and like keep going. And I made that choice over and over again in training to where now um, in a comp- when a competition comes up, I know I can hurt and suffer no matter what and make the choice. That's it's just, that's just been a motto for me. It's, it's really is just a choice whether or not you want to hurt. It's, it's a great explanation. Um, it's, it's funny to hear you say that you, that there's a choice because when I start to hurt, I don't see the choice, but, but I, but I can pretend to see it. Um, did someone tell you that like, Hey, Hey, listen, you, cause I do understand when someone hurts you, like if you're talking with someone and they say something and you want to feel defensive about it, I know it's better to not be defensive and lean in, get close, get closer to it. So like if someone says something to me, like someone wrote on, um, uh, someone writes on your social media, Hey, you should be embarrassed because of that shirt you wear. And be like, dude, I'm so embarrassed. I don't, I don't, I don't even go outside anymore. I mean, just lean into it. Just like, yeah. yeah like, just be like, no, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed. Or, or yeah. Like just own it. Like, even if I'm not like, what are you going to do now? Fine. Okay. I'm embarrassed. Right. You look like shit. Oh, thank you. I was trying to look like shit. Now what? You know? So yeah. you're saying that it hurts. And instead of pushing away for it, you do have an option. Yeah. Like to embrace it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I like going through college sports and, you know, even after college, everyone always preaches, you know, it's, it's about between the ears and it's your mental game. And we, you know, people do all these cheesy things to try to get you to like get right between the ears. Right. Like I can do it like positive affirmations. And I've never been that person. I've never, I feel like fueled off of that or gotten better off of that, of positive affirmations of if I tell myself I'm good, I'm good. Or if I tell myself I'm pretty, I'm pretty. And I'm like, that doesn't like, that doesn't fucking work for me. Um, but then I feel like just this past year, I was like, why am I making all these excuses mid workout during workouts of like, why I can't do it? Um, And I was kind of just like, everybody's feeling the same pain. Some people just make the choice to suffer through it. Like they make the fucking choice to, yeah, they hurt, but they make the choice to keep going. And I feel like I was, I just, I just needed to like let go of all these excuses and just start hurting because everyone is. 
so bear bear with me here so it's it's less chatter and more just go into your body like leave like like leave the brain and go into the pain go into the physical pain shift your awareness to like okay that i'm going to give that my attention you want fucking attention i'll give you attention yeah like please like please like let me push so hard that i i fail wow wow because like are you like how many oh, times? Do you almost like you're calling the bluff. Almost like you're calling your brain's bluff. All right, motherfucker. You don't think right. I can go up this rope? I'm going to go up anyway. And if you fall. Right. Yeah. Like, please. Like, I would love to train that hard to failure because then you find those lines. It, it, yeah. I, yeah. It's always interesting in the, in the gym too, right? Let's say you're doing 100 burpees for time and there's yeah. 10 left. And like, you're like, okay, there's 10 left. I'm going to slow it down a little bit. But really – you work so hard to get to that point to experiment yeah. with those last 10, just right. experiment with them. Just, right. just like, cause it took so much work to get there. Yeah. So like just why, fucking why hurt all that work. Yeah. This conversation, someone's listening to this right now and they're going to have a heart attack tomorrow with their, their affiliate. They're going to push too hard. Ricardo Montalbond. I'm <laughs> telling you, brother, I, I, I P P M I premium services, $20. You're too kind. Luis Lemos. Luis. Luis? Yeah, I like that. Cho- choices and effort. Luis. That's the comment? Yeah, that's what it says. No shit talking at the floor. You won the MAC, events four, five, and six. You get? Can you get used to winning? Me? Yeah. Can I get used to winning? Yeah. Like, like if it feels like it's a good spot for you? Yeah. You do good in that? Yeah. You I'm like good. it? I love it. <laughs> um, Matt O'Keefe. I had Matt O'Keefe on. Oh, I love that guy. And we were talking about you and uh, Toast Bakers. Toast Bakers came up. Love it. And we were just say, we were saying that like even if we see something and we know we don't need it, if like the like if the cool person has it, we'll buy that shit. And I asked him. I said, "Did you buy Toast Bakers?" He goes, "Yeah," because I saw Danielle Brandon had them. <laughs> what a guy <laughs> I fucking love that. it <laughs> that's really good that's good um when i asked you if you enjoyed the chaos you said you you uh, uh, kind of as you get distance from it you're enjoying it it's like a manageable amount now um any examples of how you how you how you're enjoying it i think i'm using it as fuel i think so a couple of days ago, like Justin, I'll show like something. So transparent yes. as Justin, I'll like, show I think, you. I think me doing, you think well, that they're in cahoots, Justin and Matt Torres. He's like, Hey dude, this is how we're going to get her to win the games. Fucking boot her from the gym. She's going to have a chip on her shoulder. She's going to want to prove something to me. She wins the fucking games and fucking honky door. And Justin's just like, just kidding. Like open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Beast, next level coaching. He's like, this was all part of the plan. Oh man, that would be good. Uh, But no, it's just like, you know, why not show them what they're missing out on? And uh, maybe, you know, maybe they were holding me back, you know, who knows? What about, um, he's in, he's in the front row and you finish an event, you make eye contact with him. You think you go over, give a fist bump. (laughs) That'd be pretty cool. There's, there's, there's definitely people who, we're close to both of you who this is like, I mean, like, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but it uncomfortable as shit for them. Right. They don't want to take sides. Right. 
uh, but people do. Oh, okay. Because that's the easiest. That's the easiest way to way to do it. Danielle, will you get? You can't. I don't know if you can that's ask her. Good. Danielle, will you give the middle finger again? It has to be an in the moment thing. Right. Only if you only if your mom's there, Anthony, and she deserves it. <laughs> that's what that. Those are the mom jokes. Those. Are, uh, I love it. <laughs> um, I appreciate you coming on. Hell yeah. Um, I, I wanted to be um, – I, I, I wanted to the, the conversation to be something you would leave with uh, without taking anything from you. I wanted it to be where I, where you know what I mean. Like I didn't want you to like. I wanted you to be happy with the interview. I wanted all the athletes I talked to now. I want them to leave here being like, "Fuck yeah, good, done, check." Like really? good. I kind of want to just leave pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to piss me off, someone, so I never have to come yeah, on the podcast you again. Some fuel. <laughs> you couldn't piss me off. I don't think. I really can't think of anything that you could bring up to where I'd be like, "No, I'm not going to go back on that podcast." Okay, cool. Then give me the third story. You give it to me. All right, I'll text it to you. Yeah, okay. I'll text it to you. <laughs> I'm fired up. I'll text it to you. It's good. All right. Um, have a good night. I'm stoked you came on. Me I'm going to talk to uh, two times. Um, I'm done messing around with a, 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 a non-champion. Um, I'm having two times games champion on after you, Jason yeah. Grubb. Oh, know. shit. I didn't fucking send him a link either. I'm fucking the whole show up. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Wonderful. Talk to you soon. Okay. Tell me the third story. I will. It's going to be 45 minutes till after this. Um... Oh, my gosh. Not to me right now. He's going he's gonna to be late. Okay. Do, do, okay. Do you want me to text it to you right now while you're on the... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. And okay. we'll get the live reaction. Okay. Ooh. Okay. You really don't know what it is? No. Maybe I do. Like, maybe I'll say it and I'll know it. I'm not sure how, how delicate I should put it. Like put it harsh. Uh, I, mean, I made it as delicate as I can. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's as delicate. I'm sure you do. You, you want that. It's a good ass life. <laughs> you just want that. It's a it's a good ass life. That would be. <laughs> okay, I have your phone number. I'll be bugging you. Say hi. Say hi to say hi to a champion, Danielle. Say hi to Mr. Grubb. Oh, what's up? Hello. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good enough. Good enough. Oh man. Well, I hope you enjoy your podcast with Savon. I always do. It was really fun. Bye, dear. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, you're the best. <sighs> All right. Well, you got the link to me just in time. Oh man, just in time. I I forgot to send a link to 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 Brian earlier, and then and then I forgot because normally I don't I, I I'm slipping. I got spoiled because um <laughs> I normally have uh lately Matt Sousa has been making a lot of the shows in Caleb. Yeah. So. You called into a show and I didn't know it was you. And I just started talking all this shit. Holy cow. I'm so sorry. That was awesome. It was fine. Oh. It was totally fine. Okay. It, uh, also, I'm pretty sure my caller ID came through with my first name. So, you know, it, it probably said Timothy Grubb. Um, Cause that's just how my phone says that it's, it's my first name. Um, 
I go by. It was Jason. some of my best material. Jason. It was some of my it best was, material too. I was on a I've roll. Re- I've replayed it many times just just to memorize <laughs> it. I mean, I think you want to hold on to that kind of material. I was like, I, that's I, and since then, since I since then, I don't think I've come after anyone quite so hard. I've been like, okay, don't don't be making fun of people for <laughs> easy placement. Easy does easy, it. Yeah, easy kill it. Uh, oh, I never even talked about Danielle's playing card. Darn it. Darn it, darn it, darn it. Uh, you won the CrossFit Games twice. Yeah. Yeah. And what's a trip is this, this, so you're, you're, you're 48 now? 46 now. Yeah. 46. Yeah. This is you, um, this, by the way, this is brilliant, uh, cross promotion, by the way, bring on someone like so fucking famous and then bring on a master's athlete and just fucking milk <laughs> some of these fuckers. I, I liked it. The well button. done. I, I, yeah, I was say, you're welcome. That. Your agent told me to do it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I am going to have to tip that guy, whoever that is. Uh, no agent. You don't have an agent. Not yet. Two times CrossFit games, athlete, no agent games champion. Yeah. It, you know, honestly, it's, it's really interesting as the master's athlete. Like I think. I think the time is coming. I think we're coming up on the threshold of, of that kind of um, uh, need. Um, I, I, I've had a lot of things going on, which is really cool. A lot of offers coming in. Um, I've sent uh, text messages back and forth to Matt O'Keefe because he's the man to talk yeah. to about stuff like that. And, you know, I, I would love to see on those, those columns at the Coliseum, right? The noble athletes you know, like Justin Medeiros Brooke Wells, um, Tia, or obviously, you know, whoever, and a gray haired dude or female up there would be really freaking cool, really cool for the sport. So uh, I have gray. Um, so I qualify if it's not me, not as, not as much as you, but it's, I cut it all off. I just got a haircut. What am I going to do? Yeah. If, I think if I did look at, <laughs> yeah, you're that it clears it up right there. <laughs> oh, look, look. Yeah. You look like you're 27. Right there. Hi. Yeah. Hi. I don't want to catch COVID. Please stand back from your computer screen. Uh, what a transformation. Um, what, what were you at, at that picture of 38? I'm looking at over here. Um, were you, um, doing any, were you training at all? No, I, you know, Cause I, that's what I my don't... body looks like. And I train my ass off. <laughs> I means I'm not eating right. Right. I, well, I ate like shit and I drank a ton of beer at the time. And, uh, I would run probably like 15 miles a week. Um, I try to take, you know, three mile runs like four or five times a week to like not get fatter. And my, my biggest concern my entire life, like this is, this is 15 was, miles a week of running right here. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah I see four it. or okay. five days of a three, yep. three, four mile run. Yeah. Um, and it was basically to combat anxiety. Um, yeah. Like just from life. And and again, try to offset like pizza and chips and beer, which are my favorite things. Um, were I still love those things, but um, I just don't really have them that much. Um, is your mom alive? She is. And do you have kids? I do. Yeah, four oh. kids. Oh, I'm so glad. I had this shirt on, and it had the most risque. It's a shirt I've never worn. It had the most risque shit on it, and. I went to, because I was having Danielle Brandon on, I thought it would be cool. <laughs> and I, and my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm changing my shirt. He goes, why? I'm like, I'm interviewing this dude, Jason Grubb. And I bet you like his mom might watch it or his kids. And I just don't want to screw it up. I'm already, I'm already <laughs> well, filthy enough. It's, it's a really interesting thing. My older kids, 
are 24 and 21 and they have their own lives. Like they are, they're not tuning into our podcast right here. They're, I don't know what my 24 year old daughter is married. My 20 year old son just turned 21. So I, I don't know. He's probably having a beer. Um, and my other two kids are nine and five. Wow. So they are on their iPads. So there's no shits given. So about what shirts you wear. And uh, my mom may watch the replay. I, I could see that happening, but pretty sure you can't offend her. Wow. You sound like you're living a good life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's life is good, but like anyone's life, there's plenty of stress. It's a lot of, always a lot of shit going on. So, um, taking a breath with all of that gets, gets tricky. What's your day job? Um, a lot of this, not, not this, but a lot of, um, uh, creating content, um, and training guys online, doing online nutrition coaching. Um, I owned a gym, a CrossFit gym from like, I started CrossFit at that age, that age 38, that was literally just a couple of months before I started CrossFit. And within a year I opened my own gym because it was like, I love this and opening a CrossFit gym can't be that hard. And it's terribly hard. Um, really, really hard. So I, I ran a gym or owned a gym for four years, sold the gym, uh, in 2019, 20, yeah, 2019. And then just converted to taking care of dudes online, mostly dudes. When I started trying to help guys go from, you know, thick to basically my, my picture at 38 to healthy people, healthy individuals. Um, then COVID happened and it was great because I had an online sort of thing going on. So really it was, it was helping a lot of guys in that space. Uh, and then since then I, I found a, an audience of aspiring masters, competitive athletes really dig working with me. And I don't, I don't train anyone. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to create something better than CrossFit mayhem or, or, you know, some other master's program. Um, but I do a lot of nutrition coaching online. So it keeps me in a lot of dialogues like this, um, throughout the day when I'm not training. What an amazing time to sell your gym, 2019. Oh, Good job. Thank God. Oh, I would never have made it through COVID. Like the anxiety of having to shut down a gym in that mess, like that would have done it. I don't I don't know how I don't know I don't know how gym owners survived that. I mean, they did, but it was just it was so disruptive, so incredibly disruptive. Um that no, it was I was I was very grateful to not be in that space at that time. I don't so know if I could have done it. So you're 38 years old and, and tell me about yeah. your first CrossFit and, and you're a runner. So, so you're, you're not afraid yeah. to like get sweaty and hurt. Tell me about your first, yeah. like where CrossFit like pops into your brain uh, and you get your first freaking, workout. Yeah. So at, at my sister-in-law at the time, she, um, she, she would just tell me like all, all the time, like whenever we were hanging out, she'd say, ah, oh, Jason, you'd love CrossFit. And I'm like, I, I'm not into it. Like, I don't need a group class. I know what I'm doing. I don't need anyone to help me. Um, and She's like, no, I think you'd like it. I'm like, no, I'm not going. And then out of pity, she invited me because if, if she brought a friend, if I signed up, she got a month free or some some deal like that. And I went and the, the workout was 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 like power cleans and burpees. I, I know what a power oh. clean was. It was like, I mean, pick up a barbell and get it to your shoulders. That, that's all. Like to do that and do burpees. It was like three rounds, maybe 
maybe 10 power cleans, 20 burpees. And the coach came over to me. He's like, Jason, Hey, I just want you to take it easy on this one. Like it's your first day, like maybe just do two rounds, keep it super light. I'm like, nah, like I'll be fine. I'll be fine. (laughs) And like, I mean, after round one, I thought I was going to die. I probably had an empty barbell and the burpees destroyed me. And then I did round two and I literally, there's a woman next to me and I've shared this story lots of times, but there's this woman next to me that was absolutely crushing me. And just through my peripheral vision, like she was big, she was a big woman, like big. And I was super confused. Like what the fuck is going on? Cause I'm getting destroyed in this workout. I finished two rounds. My hands are on my knees. I'm, I'm pouring sweat. Like I, I'm, I'm not doing three rounds. There's just no way I can't do it. She finishes. And I finally just kind of glance in her direction and like, she's not big. She's pregnant. Um, oh, I, shit. Yeah, she, <laughs> oh yeah. shit. She's pregnant. And she was pregnant with twins. I mean, I found out later, like when she had two babies walking around, like found out she's pregnant and with she's twins. She's probably power cleaning twice the weight you were, right? You had she's, a 45 pound bar. Yeah. She's probably using 95. She's got weight on the bar. Yeah, she has yeah. weight on the bar. And um, it was, it was absolutely insane. So, yeah, I was hooked. I was, I was super confused. Like how I, I can run, like I can run like three miles. I can run five miles. I can run eight miles, but like I got destroyed in this workout and there's guys in there that are bigger, fatter than me. I, I don't understand the sport. Um, so I went six days a week immediately, immediately. I was mad and confused. Um, and then jumping in like head first, like, I mean, I got hurt. Like, I, like three weeks in, like I was going ham on a rower, like just, and get smashed my my rib like tore some rib muscle or something so i was out for a week but i, I might have went all in immediately uh because i just i just didn't understand how everyone in this gym was fitter than me and i thought i kind of knew what i was doing and you thought you could catch up yeah yes. yeah yeah just work yeah. harder and you'll catch up yes that was the plan and oh look at this Sorry to interrupt your interview. It's all good. There's some news. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'll be not be. This is from Royce. Uh, yeah. Royce Dunn. Uh, he was invited to be on the demo team. Unfortunately, I will not be making my way to Madison to participate on the demo team at this year's CrossFit Games. I'm unvaccinated for COVID-19, and currently there are no travel exemptions for non-U.S. citizens. I obtained a COVID clearance certificate and fit to travel certificate, but the U.S. regulations are definitive, and I was refused boarding. This is personally disappointing for me. I apologize for the inconvenience mm-hmm. to CrossFit. However, this is a choice I made and that I accept the consequences for. This is a choice I've made. Isn't it, isn't it weird that he didn't do anything, but he, he, I, I, I don't think he made the choice. So, wow. But I get it. I get it. I get it. I appreciate you taking some personal responsibility and accountability, but I still like, the other people that made the choice. It's like people used to ask me, why are you barefoot? It's like, motherfucker, you put shoes on. <laughs> Why'd you put shoes on? I don't, I don't, I, right. there's no question for me. You put shoes on. I can't thank everyone enough for the love and support. I've been blessed with the season, truly greatest community. Thank you, Royce. I'll take credit for that. Wishing the competitors <laughs> and the other demo team members all the best. Damn, that sucks. I wanted to see him. He's a good dude. Do you know him? He's one of your brothers at Mayhem, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Huh. Have you trained with him? I've not. I'm not trained with anyone from the mayhem team. Um, they had a camp last weekend and it just didn't, I couldn't get out there. It's travel time. It just didn't make sense for me to go out for two days. Um, but I, 
I, uh, I may be hanging out in Cookville in October for a few weeks, maybe. It's, it's on the potential agenda because that would be really fun. And uh, we may create some content for Masters athletes uh, out at Mayhem, um, specifically for Masters. And, and they've asked me if I'd be interested in doing something like that. And I would, of course. Freaking would love that. So you won the you you won the last two years. Yeah, I won in twenty twenty one as a forty five year old. I won in twenty nineteen as a forty three year old. Uh, I was forty four during COVID, and there was no Masters category or Masters games. Okay, and I got third uh, my first year at the games in twenty eighteen. Uh, technically, I got fourth. Um, I did not stand on the podium. But Sean Ramirez got popped for uh, performance-enhancing drugs that year. That bumped me up to third. And uh, so I'll take the third. I got my medal via FedEx in an oh, envelope. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, it, was, it was a good day. It was a good day. But it was, you know, when I first went in 2018, I just, man, I just didn't want to suck. That's the scariest thing. You, you arrive, and I just don't want to be terrible. Um, hey, I wonder if they cool. ask Sean. I wonder if they ask Sean, hey, dude, can you mail your medal back? And then, I know. and then they asked the second place dude to mail his back and the third place dude to mail his back. We got to get grub. We got to get grub the shirt. You know, they need, I need the shirt and the medal. Do you know, did you, did you ever talk to the guy who was in third place who ended up getting bumped up to second? Yeah. Yeah. David Levy. He was, um, he's, did you ever ask him if if, if you have his medal? Did did they make a new medal or do they ask him? I'm dying to know. The next year I should have asked him like, how does that work? What do you do with that medal? Do you have two medals now? Or <laughs> no, or dude, I, he probably FedExed it straight to you. They're like from <laughs> South Africa. He's in South Africa. Did he literally? Literally, like probably, um, no. There's nothing. There's nothing in it except for like you just tear open the thing and you pull out a medal. That was the that was the CrossFit Awards ceremony in 2018. Um, so at, at, at 38, you, 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 you hooking, uh, w- w- did you say it was your sister-in-law? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're just trying to get your sister-in-law free months at the local yeah. gym and get slapped around by a pregnant woman. You embark yes. on this journey. And at which point are you like, does it come? I'm addicted to this or, Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good at this shit. Which one, which one comes first or do they kind of come together? They, I mean, it came together. At first, I was addicted to it. Um, I mean, do you I, have an addictive I, personality? Are, are you former very, drug? Very much. I, I've, I've steered clear of any drugs. Oh, good um, on you. Because I would love them. I, right. I, that's it. It's, it's in my. No family. nicotine my either. Family. No nicotine. Uh, no, no, I did nicotine. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, when I was, I smoked uh, in my twenties a little bit, and then switched to chewing tobacco for ten years, and oh. that was the hardest thing to quit. Absolute I agree. Thing to quit. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It um, it was actually in 2018 when I qualified for the games. I had this this feeling like, man, I, a freaking CrossFit Games athlete doesn't chew tobacco. I mean, I, I, there are CrossFit Games athletes that chew tobacco, but I decided there's hey, time, there's champions, there's, a, there's champions, that champions tobacco. that chew tobacco. All, you can see them like anyone that does this at any time. They've they you know they they they're um, but I quit. I literally quit and um. That was really hard, but I have a very, very addictive personality. Um, I mean, when I, I'll get a hair up my ass and I'll just dive in and do something like when um, my nine-year-old, when, before he was born, um, he was, I don't know, three months, 
three months into pregnancy, I just got this idea. Like I wanted my private pilot's license. I just want to be able to fly planes, wow. not as a profession, just wanted to do it. I had a little extra cash and I, I just wanted to do it. So I jumped in and, and just went for it. Like I, I, I went through the program at my local airport faster than anyone had ever gone through it and was flying planes, like literally wow. up to the point where like, uh, he was, uh, you know, I was on call on a, like on flights in case like birth was happening. Um, and I stopped flying planes literally the, like the day I started CrossFit I did not fly a plane after that. Cause this was my new thing. This was all of it. This was everything. Um, this was everything that I wanted to, every, everything that I, I just went all in on this. And I, again, I went six days a week. It became a straight up addiction. Six days a week is not the way to start CrossFit. We, you know that we, I know that Greg would never have recommended that, but I didn't know. And the coaches at the gym didn't know. I just went six days a week, killed myself. And, um, yeah, about nine months in, I was catching up with like the fastest guys in that gym. And it was, I mean, I loved it. I loved, I love leaders. And your body comp was changing like crazy, the right? That thing. Yeah. Yeah. I had shoulders all of a sudden. I, I like my abs were kind of coming in. And, um, yeah, I, and I did a competition, a local competition. Uh, and I was nervous. I was so nervous for this thing. Again, I just didn't want to be last place. And I got, like sixth place against children, like 20 year olds, 25 year olds. And that was it. I'm like, I am, I'm in, I'm, I'm in. When's the next comp? What can I do next? And I didn't even know that there was a master's category. I didn't understand. This was literally, a, I watched Rich Froning in 2014, like seal the deal for the games for the fourth time. And I was like, Oh my God, I would love to do that. Um, and then I found out about the master's category, like because there, was, there wasn't really any coverage that I had no idea. I wasn't watching <laughs> on YouTube. I didn't know, you know? And then, like, yeah, I fucking know. I talk mad shit about the Masters. I'd throw them and the teams in the garbage. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know any of that. Um, the so, thing is this, too. I talk all that shit, and then you go out there, and you see that final heat live, and you right. can't even fucking believe what you're witnessing. Un- unreal. Unreal. I, I tell people, guys. Yeah. I tell people, if you're going to go to the CrossFit games and you don't watch the final heat of all of that old woman's class, you're out of your fucking mind. You are seeing something there that's fucking cooler than the pyramids of Egypt. I seen those pyramids. <laughs> They're not as cool as the master's final women's heat. You, right. you don't, you don't, you, part of you is just like, Hey, this is stupid and dangerous. Right. I should, this is, is, this is completely fucking wrong. Yeah. And the other thing is, is like, these fucking girls don't care. They're picking up 35 pound dumbbells and fucking running with them. <laughs> and you're like, dude, this would, right. this should, what? Yeah. And that's nuts. Any competitive sport is ridiculous. Yeah, they're all that, dangerous. They're all dangerous they're all, at this level. Yes. Yes. yes they're all dangerous. Yes. We, we are walking on the edge. Uh, but Imagine how safe CrossFit is at the highest level compared to like the BMX riding. Those fucking oh, guys yeah. are maniacs. Right. 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 You're never Crazy. upside down 15 feet off the ground. <laughs> Dude, we're, not, like, uh, we're not drowning doing triathlons. There's no, right. no one's drowning while we're doing a triathlon or we're having a heart attack. Maybe drinking water. some dirty water, but that's it. I mean, dude, don't be a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've drank it. I've drank the dirty water. Been there. Scared to death. Um, but yeah, so I found out like, okay, there's this master's category. And I, I turned 40. I was like, I'm going to the games at 40. Like I'm two years in, I'm not ready. And uh, I don't make it in as a 40 year old, I don't make it at 41. And then I just snuck in, snuck in, uh, 13th. They took the top 20 in 2018 and I snuck in lucky number 13. 
like dream come true. Absolute dream come true. 2013 first year. Uh, 2018. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> yeah, 2018. It's just it's two threes hugging. Um, yes. When when you go to the store now, um, and and you're and you're checking out, do you still look up at the, all the tobacco cans like I do? You're like, hi. oh yeah, every time. Hi. Yeah. Hi guys. Oh hi. Yeah hi. Oh, skull 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 street. <laughs> oh yeah, they have it. I, this is. I mean, I know this. I know the gas station that always had what I wanted. Always, yes. Like yeah. I'd walk in, and they'd have two cans on the counter for me as I walked yeah. through the front door. And I, I hid it you. the whole time. I was hiding. I was hiding it. Yeah, like, me I was, too. Me too. I mean, pretending to be hiding, but you know, people know. And, and I, uh, you, beards help. Beards are great if you want to hide tobacco in your mouth. Beards are good. This is really personal. What I'm about to ask you, but did you swallow? Uh. <laughs> Uh, sometimes yeah, I didn't, I, I, I never found, swallowed. I, that's so hardcore. Ooh. What I found, um, the, I was scared. I, I knew was, I, swallowing is like fucking shooting. He's like, you've, you've switched to needles. You're going <laughs> you know what cancer. I mean? It's like straight throat cancer. But what I found, like I, when I switched from skull straight, I'm like, I'm going to quit. And I went to skull bandits and, uh, went to the bandits and the bandits don't really produce an overwhelming amount of, uh, fluid. So I just, you know, those are the pouches versus the loose yeah. leaf. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I gotta tell you, I don't have one right here. Um, but when I quit, um, I, I was really struggling. Honestly, I was really struggling when I quit and it took me months to like, just not have the craving. But, uh, six months after I quit, I was ready to go back. I was, I was this close to going back. And a buddy of mine was like, Hey, have you heard of grinds? I tried those. I couldn't do it. I tried those. I couldn't do it. He didn't, he couldn't either. He didn't like them. So he gave me all of his cans of grinds and I found the vanilla grinds and that's an absolute lightsaber. I mean, it literally, when I get in the car for a long drive, it all kicks in. All the cravings kick in to throw a yeah, piece of tobacco yeah. in. Standard. Yeah, yeah. And I grab a can of grinds and, and that's it. I mean, I, I took a grind wow. before I started this, this, because I want to be able to smile without like some little indent in my, yeah. in my, it's, right? it's caffeinated pouches, right? Yeah. It's a little coffee pouch. That's all it is. It's I could a never... delicious little coffee pouch. Well, good on you. I could never do this. It was just like so dry. It's like I bit dry. into a banana peel. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> you, well, you probably got a, a good, I mean, it's just like tobacco, a good can of grinds. They're yeah. moist and amazing. And I love coffee. I mean, oh, it's, they it's, are. They oh, are yeah, moist. You, oh Yeah. Yeah, they okay. were super dry. You had a bad can. I okay. mean, that's like a bad can of tobacco there too. So, and you can I only mean, order. We're those... triggering everyone. Everyone who's yeah. watching who had a tobacco addiction, they're all just just triggered to shit right now. They're all okay. Let's it. switch to cocaine. Let's switch to cocaine. <laughs> that sounds good. What 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 was the, what's the what, in that first year? Did you ever have any deadlift injuries from going so hard, pulling shit off the ground? You hurt your back? No, uh, no, no lucky. deadlift. Um, lucky. lucky because 2014, the Open had deadlifts and box jumps. And, um, I mean, that was way, way early for me, very, very early. And I went ham on the deadlifts, but like 275 pounds. I remember that. Time. I remember yeah. that it, there was criticism for that. Like, fuck, that's dangerous. Cause the reps went up and the weight went up. It yeah. was, it was one of those like opposite. You, you would expect the reps to go down as the weight goes up. Right. You expect that, but it was lightweight, light reps. And it, it, they both increased. And of course there was skepticism around that. And, but I slowed down at 275, but I was also like at, at 
at that time, like 275 was badass. I was like, I am deadlifting. I'm repping 275. Um, singles. I'm killing these singles. I could pick a and, fat lady up if she falls down I mean, at Starbucks. I'm I tell a you beast. what, I could, I could deadlift <laughs> this, this pregnant woman with twins so many yeah. times now. Yeah. So many. If and her scary. bar. If that bitch tries and to beat me bar. again, I'll lift her and her bar up. Yeah. Look out, lady. Look out. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm deadlifting. Like I was, I couldn't believe people could even deadlift 315. Like it was the, the owner of the gym was this 50 year old guy. And he was deadlifting 315, repping 315. I was like, I just couldn't believe it. It was un, unfathomable. It is. It's still unreal. It is. What is your What is your max deadlift now? Uh, during qualifier, during the quarterfinals, we did the, the CrossFit total. I hit 487. Are you I, are Are you terrified? Uh, you know, it's, no. Like, I deadlifting to me. I I, mean, I like death. I like deadlifts. I'm not scared in deadlifting. I'm scared of other heavy Olympic lifts. Those things make me more nervous um, because the dynamic so like, bars in the air, you know, if I'm just moving slowly squats, deadlifts, presses, like if I can't move it, I can't move it. I'll just drop it. But if I get a snatch wrong, that shit gets scary to me, but that's just my own head getting in the way on those things. Did you take your level one? Yep. And, and, and you, t- and how many months had you been doing CrossFit since you took your level one? Um, I took my level one about nine months, nine, 10 months into CrossFit. Do you remember who the trainers were there? Yeah. Uh, Dave Lipsom was uh-huh. there. And uh, I don't remember. I don't remember anyone else. Um, I don't remember anyone else. I flew to California to do it. And then my level two, uh, Pat Barber was my guy um, oh. during my level two. I think I saw Pat Barber in the chat. Pat Barber was the most entertaining and so was Dave Lipsom. Um, if I'm saying his name last name, those two Lipsom, guys. Yeah, are yeah, most, yeah. They're both extremely energetic, so fucking intelligent as all get out. Yep. It's, the L1 was <clears throat> revolutionary, was life changing for me. I, when I was like a teenager, I picked up the piano. I just kind of like self taught the piano and I, I played it. I could listen to music and just kind of play the piano. And then in college, I needed an extra three credit class. And I took music theory. And it like blew my mind. It made everything on a piano, on an instrument make sense. Like, oh, okay, this totally makes sense. And the L1 was like that. Like having trained CrossFit for all of nine, 10 months and seeing all the changes in my body, and it was the most, it was the most different thing I've ever done. But then going to the L1 where it all is packaged together, like, oh, that's why some workouts are five minutes and that's enough. And some workouts are 10, 20, 40, heavy, light, all that. Um, I mean, it's, it was great. And I mean, the test was super, uh, I was super nervous for the test. Everyone's nervous for the L1 test. Um, cause if I didn't pass the L1, I could not get my gym affiliated and I'd already signed a lease. Ooh. So I just applied all pressure, all pressure. Oh, another reason why it's good. I didn't wear the shirt. Look, there's my mom in the comments. <laughs> my mom would not approve of the shirt. I would. Whew. Um, I want to see the shirt now. Uh, I'll send you a picture when we're done. Um, Sounds good. I'll text you one. Um, so going back to this deadlift thing in the L1. So yeah. what you're saying is that when you're in the position, you if you go – like you know how Greg would teach it in the L1 or, yeah. or Dave Lipson yeah. or Pat Barber would teach in the L1. When you lift the weight off the ground, if you lose form, you don't lift. I call bullshit. Yeah, I mean – you're a it, fucking animal. You 468 yes. that you're just like, fuck you back. I'm doing this. It, yeah. <laughs> it, interestingly, right. on 
during the CrossFit total, you have three attempts, right? So I, I don't know what my first attempt was, like 450 or 460. And then I went 475. And 475 was rough. Like I almost stopped because it was, it was not a good lift. But it was a test. I mean, that's it, a test. In a class or in training, I can drop a bar. Like I'm okay with that. I can drop a bar. Um, if it doesn't feel right, if I'm not lifting it right, but in qualification, in a test, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ride the, I'm going to ride the line. I'm going to run the risk of injury. And then the 47 was easy. Like I just, something happened. I was off balance on the 475. The 487 was great. I left some, some on the table, you know? What do you think, um, the, um, starting CrossFit at 38 years old and being 46, how do you think it's affected you in your perception of the unknown and your, in your perception of stillness and focus and, and, and that comes through oxygen deprivation. I think that's what I'm trying to ask. When you yeah, go to the pain cave yeah. or you're done and yeah. and another example would be there's athletes who let their brains talk to them versus talking you 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 talk to yourself that that you start to yeah. build like awareness of awareness maybe that's what I'm trying to say yeah I mean it's interesting because I I, I have learned with CrossFit how to um how to suffer, suffer physically more than anything that I did. I could have ever imagined ever push myself ever. And it is like drowning. You talk about that, like, um, with lack of oxygen, I mean, there's moments in the, in, in, in effort where it feels like drowning, you collapse to the ground and it hasn't even hit yet. Um, it's like finishing the workout grace. It's really, really tough but it doesn't hit you for like 10 seconds and then it punches you in the face and you just can't breathe. You can't catch up. Um, I, I have a, I have a therapist and she, she's helping me understand this idea of the calmness that comes when you're just about to, to, to go to battle, to go to war and I, I, in a workout. I mean, this is all on the battlefield, on the competition floor. And she's like, can you, can you think of this? Can you think of, an image in your head. What is this? What, what can you think of just as you enter that spot where you're just about to go to battle and everything just calms down, the whole world just shuts off and it's just you and quietness. And then that, and then the sound, I mean, the CrossFit games, it's such a distinct sound that that go button that, that Adrian Bosman pushes, whoever pushes that button, that beep and you go, there's an absolute silence before it. It's, it's like nothing else. And um, there's a picture of me at the 2019 games um i've got my hand on one of the, the chess pieces just getting ready to to complete one of the events it was the first event i ever won at the games um i knew i was going to win I, I just knew it was my it was my event and there was just this weird calmness just before the event starts and i have a picture of myself in that moment like everything is just calm everything is so so calm uh and then I suffered greatly, <laughs> unbelievable amounts of suffering. Um, and I, I think, I mean, CrossFit, I haven't translated this into my personal life as much, um, as, as probably as much as I should, but 
I, I physically, I cannot believe what I'm able to accomplish at the end, at the end of everything. I feel like I even have another gear. Like uh, a guy I've been training with the past couple of weeks was telling about me, telling me about this MMA fighter that he's in the middle of this fight and they were maybe going to pull him or he's a boxer. I can't remember, but he literally looked at his opponent in the corner from across the ring and, and you could see him mouth the words, I'm ready to die. And it, it gave, excuse me, like, chills. yeah, I think it, it really, was, I think it was Israel Adesanya may, may have uh, said it. He's the current 185 champ. Yeah. Yeah. Just watching that. It's, mm. it's, uh, I'm willing to die or I'm ready to die. And that's almost the feeling that, um, that I've gained from CrossFit. That I, I, if I die, I die. I'm, I am willing to die in this, mostly in competition, training sessions sometimes, but mostly in that form of I'm competing with other human beings, other men. Um, and and this is something it's it's the most special thing on the planet to be out competing uh in that world and and i think crossfit in general even in that community the community environment of selling your soul amongst others in the gym is is magical and i it's that was super transformational for me um i would never i wouldn't be doing this sport without probably that that dopamine hit that comes from battling among others in that sense. I'm not sure if I'm answering the question well, but those you, are the you, it, it, it's head. a weird thing to talk. It's a weird thing to talk about. Well, it's an awesome thing to talk about, but it's, it's weird to put your finger on something. So um, abstract. Um, Danielle explained um, sort of maybe that gear like this. I, I really like the way she said it. I was asking her, I said, you're saying you're more confident this year than you were last year. Can you explain to me, does that mean less chatter or different chatter in your brain? Mm-hmm. And the way she explained it or the way I understood it, the way I understood it, that's a better way to say it is she said last year, when she approached the pain cave, she would start and, and she and she entered it. The voices would start up telling her story. Man, this hurts. Man, this sucks. Man, this is bad. And she and this year, she leans into the pain and uh, mm. doesn't go into the chatter, but goes into the body and kind of embrace yeah. and, and kind of leans in and and and, and um, I don't want to say embraces. That makes it sound like it's it's still nice. It's not nice, yeah. but she she experiences the pain instead of experiencing yeah. the chatter. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, and I, I don't. I, 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 <laughs> I, don't. I almost feel like I almost feel like there's a separation that happens. Um, yeah, tell me. me. That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Yeah, tell me. Yes. Yeah, it's like um, it, it's 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 this um, my my brain is my brain is having this whole dialogue. Um, it's a very calm dialogue versus my body. Um, and, and basically what I'm hoping is that they're in line. It's, there's always, you're always gambling in competition. You're gambling on the verge of, of, uh, a failure, a failure. Right. Um, I think about the last event for masters last year was a thruster. It was a wall walk thruster workout. Um, 10, eight, six, four, two, uh, wall walks and 165 pound thrusters, which is, which is plenty heavy for us. Plenty heavy. I just remember having a strategy going in and thinking like, I'm going to win this event. Like I, I'm, I have to win this event. Um, I'm ahead right now, but I, I need to be way ahead. I just didn't make sure I win this event. And, and literally um, there's this calmness in my head, a Zen calmness as I do 10 wall walks. I walk to the barbell to do uh, the thrusters. And I think Man, I might do six and four. That's kind of my plan. But the guy that was right next to me was in second place and I needed to make sure that I beat him. And I'm like, I'm just going to see what Mike does. If he drops at six, I'll drop at six. But I got there just before him. 
And so as I finish my sixth rep, I come down and he drops his bar, but I'm already into the seventh rep. I'm like, ah, well, I'll just do 10. I mean, this is a calm, a very calm chess move in my head. I'm just going to go ahead and do 10 of these. As I'm walking back to the wall walks, I'm just thinking to myself in my head, I hope I didn't just make a huge mistake, right? I hope I didn't just, I hope I can still do thrusters after this. And in my body, is my body's communicating like, oh, we're a little bit tired, but not too bad. I think we're going to be okay. But my brain is literally just like, okay, this is the plan next. It's a very methodical, calm approach. Even, I mean, I'm, I'm breathing furiously after those thrusters, but the wall walks are wall walks and thrusters are thrusters. And I just pace myself through that. And then all of a sudden something happens when I'm on my set of four. So it's eight, uh, 10, eight, six, four, two at four. I look to my right and my left and I'm, I'm all by myself. And that's when I enter this phase of like, fuck. Yeah, this is it. I did it. We're good. I did it. I'm, I'm good. Just bust with like, it's literally like, it's, it's as if I'm fresh in the workout. There's no effort whatsoever God, what in is those that? four thrusters. It, there's you nothing. Might, it's, I'm, and and I'm you done. just feel yourself going sky high. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like two thrusters. I wish the last set was like 20 thrusters. Like it doesn't matter if it was two or 15. Like I won and I'm, this is it. I do my two and I just jog across the line. I, 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 I remember when Matt Frazier won his first CrossFit games. Uh, I think, I, I think it was the Fibonacci final. I think that was the first time he won. And like, he had to get through the minimum work requirement in order to be the champion. Right. And, and he got to that minimum work requirement. I remember him smiling. Was that the way you had to carry the kettlebells or something? Yeah. 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 Like, and he's weird. like looking around at the crowd. Yeah. 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 He just, yeah. Like, it, it, he's like, I, I freaking did it. And I remember, I, I remember thinking that even when I won last year, I was thinking that during this last workout, like, huh, this is what that feels like. Okay. When you know, like that, that's it. We, we won. And, and it was, it's very strange to not feel anything to finish workouts in the gym. You would be flat on the ground at the end of something like this, but to finish that and literally be totally okay. The body is, is an amazing thing. Um, and I don't know what adrenaline dopamine drugs are jamming through the system um, at that point, but they're very powerful, really, really powerful. Cause I, you don't feel it. I don't feel anything. I feel, I don't feel any pain. Um, I'm just considering in my head like, oh, I hope I just didn't, I hope I didn't do too many thrusters because I don't want to fail a wall walk. But it's all very logical. I'm not feeling pain. I'm just feeling, I'm just sensing like, don't make a mistake with your body. Let's make sure we stay in our lane on what my body can do. But I don't feel anything physically. D- does, that makes sense. D- does, uh, um, how, how, wait, how long have you been doing the Mayhem programming? Uh, just a, Two years, just just about two years. Yeah. Um, does any part of you ever think, "Oh man, what if I would have found this when I was 15? <laughs> it's so nice. I've saved so much time. God, I when I was like 40 and 41, I was too cheap to buy programming, so I was just following like comp train, uh, elite athlete programming. There's no instruction. It's just this workout, then this one, then this one, then this one, then this one. It was just just this is all this stuff. And I would just slog my way through that stuff thinking that like, if I just get through this ridiculous, insane volume, I'll be a great athlete. Um, and it's, it's not the case. It's not the case. Um, at that time I switched to comp train masters. Oh, okay. 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 
yeah, I switched to Comp Train Masters. The volume went way down compared to what I was doing before. And I really felt like I was really confused. Like, can I get it done with this amount of volume? Is this good? Is this okay? And I just decided that I was, I failed twice at 40 and 41. I failed to make it to the games. Um, so I was like, okay, whatever, whatever comp train masters has, I'm doing that. And I went in 2018, did well, went 2020, uh, 2019. And I won. Uh, it wasn't until like 2020, I was just kind of bored. And I, I, a friend recommended Matt Mayhem masters. So I did a free week and I really liked, I liked the layout of the programming. And since then I've, I've really enjoyed like the diverse coaches and all that stuff. But if I would have had this style of master's programming when I was 40, I could be on my fifth, sixth CrossFit games oh, shit. instead of my fourth, you know? Um, it, it's not just programming. There's instruction with it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I asked that because I just yeah. listened to a podcast. I fucking hate podcasts. <laughs> I fu- not only do I hate podcasts, the worst podcast in the space are CrossFit podcasts. I mean, I shouldn't say that. All podcasts are ninety nine percent podcasts are fucking horrible. But yes. I guess that's good because that's why I'm taking over. So that's it, bitch. Taking but, over the world. Yeah, but um, I listened to this podcast, and 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 the guy is talking about um, what he hears about mayhem, and that you go there, and there's no coaching. You're not even there, mm-hmm. and you're telling me you're getting coaching with your programming. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not getting direct coaching, right? I mean, I'm, okay. I'm not talking to Rich. Oh, so the guy's right. To the guys. Okay, the guy's right. All right, fuck it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Man, sucks. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, when it comes down to it, I am, I mean, I, I'm following what it says. But there's right. instruction in there. Like, you know, there's, there's instruction on, on well, what Well, okay, I'm not saying you're doing. getting physical coaching, but it's not like, yeah. hey, do Fran. Right. No, it's it's here's expected time frames. Here's what this should look like. Um, scale if necessary, tons of scaling. Here's a breakdown of different age groups and what you should expect there. There's open semifinal games tracks. So you're yeah. not just walking blind, um, but you are on your own. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the, the one thing about doing this type of training is that you're rarely able to, you're not doing classes. This isn't, that's the that's the one drawback of being a, a a masters or even kind of a games athlete is that, that oftentimes you're on your own. It's me in the corner of the gym getting my shit done. What whatever mayhem master says, that's what I'm chipping through, right? Um, and even when a gym follows mayhem, the mayhem masters track doesn't necessarily follow the gym tracks. So you you're not jumping into classes, so you miss that community feel, uh, and that that's a bummer. Because a CrossFit is a community feel. So if you can somehow like bring a couple of people in to get this shit done with you, yeah, it's thousand times more enjoyable. Um, but I, I'm a solo. I don't mind doing it on my own. I prefer, even if you and I were training together, if you just had like three or four hours to spend with me, you scale appropriately, and then we could just battle it out together, appropriately scaled. You'd be and, laughing and the great. whole time because I'm so damn funny. You just fucking cracking up. <laughs> It'd be great. J- J- Jason, do you have um uh more time? I do. Yeah, okay. whatever you need. I'm gonna pull you off for a second. I'm gonna pull myself yep. off. I have to go pee. My bladder's about to pop. I'm starting to do a dance. I mean I'll be back in Sounds 30 good. seconds. Okay.
Oh, I'm a new man. I did the oh. same thing. Oh, no good. Problem. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's um, a good call. Oh, good. Oh, good. Good. Oh, I'm a new man. Uh, where's Brian when we need him? That's good. I agree. But, 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 uh, but the guest took a leak too. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, you're 48 and, and there's, there's a, there's a threshold for people. Uh, I don't know when it is, but we start waning in our ability and the yep. waning becomes, I think more significant and faster as we get older, just like there's a sweet spot where it's like growing the fastest. I don't know when it is between 10 and 20. And then there's a spot where it's just like, fuck, you're in decline. You're lucky you're alive. So the way the masters work, and I think I saw some studies on this that Brian Friend and, and uh, shared with me, that basically the people who win the masters are the, pe- the youngest people in it. Like it's the, um, if you, what is it? The, if you're in the 35 to 39, it's like the 35 year olds win it in the 39, but then that becomes even more significant, right? Like in the 65 yeah. and over, there's no one 82 winning that shit. So right. Right. you're approach, you're approaching the, your category is the 45 to 49. Yes. So and I'm this I'm 46. Year, oh, okay. And you're 46. Okay. Okay. So I keep I keep wanting still, to say you're 48. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's still hard. I you know, <laughs> well, of course, 46, yes. I, yes. I see the 45 year old, uh, you know, uh, there's a 45 year old that just came up, and I'm super concerned. Um that like he'll he's gonna be tough, really, really tough. And Spring Chicken. Um, What's his name? What's his Spring name? Spring Chicken. His name's yes. Vlad. Vlad, like as oh, in that's... Vladimir. Yeah, that's black. scary right there. That's scary. Yeah, right there. He's, I mean, it's it's uh, America versus Russia, but uh, yeah. he's a great guy. I mean, he's a really really good guy. I've I've seen him at lots of competitions, uh, and I just don't understand how how he's so good right now. Um, but he won quarterfinals, won semifinals, and he's going to give me a hell of a push at the games. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what what can happen next week. But no, you're right. It like at 47 next year there's a new batch of guys that'll be 45 and it'll be really tough my 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 in my internally my saving thought is that i was 42 when i first got to the games i got third i was 43 when i won in that age category and if i can hang on and do some good things in the next couple of years that'd be great now like at four at, at 48 49 i think that's going to be tough i think you're right i think we actually the, the older I get, like 50, 51 will be prime, and then 52, 3, 4, I don't know. You know, there's a guy, Kevin Coaster, is that, is that how you say his last name? But he dominated 50, 51, 52, 53 years old at Wadapalooza. I think he's 55, but he competed as a 54-year-old because he wanted to compete down, and he won. Like, there's anomalies that, I mean, he's he's a, an anomaly. Um and I just want to keep trying. I want to try to prove all that wrong, but I do think there is some truth to that. Like the 35 year olds are going to beat the 39 year olds. The 40 year olds beat the 44 year olds. The 45 year olds are beat the 49 year olds. But um, hopefully there's an anomaly here and there that can just fuck with the whole system. That's what I want um, to try to do. Any thought of maybe taking 49 off as a year to maybe um, uh, nurture get some significant healing in maybe, or is that a bad Such plan? A good question. No, it's a great plan. It's a great plan. It's very, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if I could do it. I, right. I, I, I don't know if I could do it. I, I took a month off last year after the games. It's the longest month I've ever taken off from CrossFit. 
But the only way I bargained with myself to take that amount of time off, and I really did need to heal. I had had some stuff that was creeping in that was really painful. Um, just sore, like tendonitis in both elbows. Literally a month off was like a miracle. Like my body was healed in a month. But I did switch into a, a, um, a half Ironman. So I, I had wow. mentally, I had to switch gears and just go all in on something completely unique, completely different and super scary for me. Um, swimming 1.2 miles in open water. Like there's nothing scarier than that for me. Um, and I, and I did why, that. Why, why, why is that? Why is that? I don't know. I'm scared of water. It's just yeah, scary. Okay. I don't know okay. why. I, I almost drowned uh, boogie boarding when I was like 19 in, um, in California. I was, I just, I lost my board and I could not, I could not get to shore. And I was just getting crushed by waves and i think there was something that happened there that did something in my head so now just swimming in open water sometimes i can stay nice and calm like i'm gonna head to a lake tomorrow to do some open water swimming other times um i was practicing open water swimming in lincoln nebraska last week with kyle casper bowers um some of his athletes and um we were just just a small lake but it was kind of windy a little bit choppy panic was super high so it just gets me but to take time off from CrossFit for me with my addictive personality, with my drive to just want to continue to push and push and push, I had to choose something. And, and my, uh, 21 year old son convinced me to do it at half Ironman with him. I was like, all right, yeah, let's do that. And then he freaking got COVID. He actually got sick the week before the event. So he left me stranded doing the stupid triathlon all by myself. Did he still want to do it? He, no, he was super sick. Oh, he was sucks. dead. He was dead. I mean, he was, yeah, it's, it wasn't a mild, he just got it. Um, of all the times of all the years, he was just not a kid that was going to get vaccinated because he's 19 or 20. So it just happened to hit. Well, him I week. thought that, I thought that's it. what they did at 19 or 20. I thought all the 19 year olds just ran. Well, he's lucky because the vaccine doesn't work. So good on him. Doesn't do anything. Yeah. He, he just, he was sick for a day. Well, it actually uh, does do something. It makes you immune to compromise for other shit, but super sick on, i'll tell you what on a side note yeah. so the games last year required, yeah lean in so no one hears us go ahead lean in yeah i know so no one hears it <laughs> because we don't want to get kicked off of youtube or like freaking instagram we want to just keep this on top but so i had covid i got covid in like october of 2020 whatever i was sick for a couple of days lost my sense of taste for a week done i'm done i'm i'm good but the crossfit games required uh, a vaccine or a test right and I did not want to get fa- a false positive. I like this is a dream come true to go to the games again. I don't. I don't want to gamble on that at all. So two weeks before the games, I went and got the COVID. I mean uh, the Johnson Johnson shot. That afternoon, I did a track session, killed it. And that night, I uh, I had chills, man. I was I had the chills. I was sitting literally outside in Bismarck, North Dakota. I think that's North Dakota. It was like a, like 90 degrees out and I've got chills. I'm freezing. And that night I went to a really dark place. I got super, super sick that night. So sick. Like I thought I was going to die. Were um, you pissed? So pissed. I was so pissed. I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to get the vaccine. I was, I was, you know, I'm, I'm a healthy human being and right, I've got right. an immune system, whatever. So, but I got it. And when I went through that, I was sick Saturday, 
took Sunday off. And that's the weekend I'm watching everyone else on social media. They're all training for the games. They're doing skiing. They're swimming in lakes. They're doing, I'm watching all, everyone training flat out. And I'm on my ass dying, um, dying. And anyway, I got back to training and I went to the games and it did well. But when I got to the games, the interesting thing was for Masters, we had to show our vaccine card to one of the like, the guy at the front door. That's it. To walk into like the the registration area, there's like uh, the guys that check your pass. Uh, he just wanted to see. I could have shown him a blank piece of paper. Like, ah, yeah, go ahead. I'm like, I went through all of that for this guy that's paid six dollars an hour to like, yeah, do yeah. do that. Are you kidding? You me? wanted an like, anal swab so bad. <laughs> yeah, I want crazy. Them, like, yes, I know. I, I know the feeling right now, just to, to prove that I did this, that I played by the rules. Um, anyway. Um, I got COVID again, like a year later. So, or like last winter. So, um, whatever. Hey, did you have any side effects from the vaccine? Did not, except for being Good. really sick that weekend. Good. Okay. And of course, yeah, yeah, post- oh, yeah. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Awesome. Good on you. Good on Thank you. Thank God. Fingers crossed. Wish someone would. I just. I, hmm. Hmm. Thinking about which way to take this one. <laughs> Um, oh, why do you go, what, how long have you been seeing a therapist? Uh, I don't see one now, but, um, I, I mean, on and off for, since I was 20. Uh, and, and what was the, did, was that your idea to go see a therapist? No, actually. So I got, I got married pretty young. I got married when I was 20. Um, I guess I was 21 or 22 when I started seeing a therapist. Um, and I, I worked in a mail room at Boston market global headquarters of all things. I worked in the mail room and M A I L M A I L M I M. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and randomly I, I, uh, struck up a conversation with one of the executives, like the, the, the chief, uh, like human resource officer, whatever, super nice guy. We got lunch one day and, uh, I was just telling him like, I, I was young. I had a, a, a baby and like, I mean, life was super overwhelming being a 21 year old or 22 year old with a, with a, with a baby and a solo income making like whatever, $10 an hour. It was tough. And he was like, you know, I've, I've been to therapist my whole life and I've never worked with a therapist that I've liked except for this one that I just started working with like this last past year. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's kind of cool. He's like, well, he's like, I don't know where you're at. I don't, you know, Hey, I don't know where you're at, but if you, if you want to go talk to somebody, um, you know, I, I'd highly recommend this guy. Oh, and, and by the way, I know what you get paid. You cannot afford him. Ooh, so um, ooh, that's uh, what I was thinking. That's that's always yeah. what I think whenever someone says yeah, they go to therapy. Yeah. So he he said, you know, I'll just just uh, book your sessions. They'll be on me. So he paid for my therapy for like two or three years, uh, and it was amazing. It was really really good. In fact, I it was such it was so good, um, so transfer so helpful for me at that time. I was literally like a twenty year old child with a baby. And married yeah. with a baby. Um, yeah. So such a baby. So young, emotionally young. Um, therapist was really, really helpful. And I was inspired. Uh, at 25, I started a master's program to be a therapist. I, I got a master's wow. in counseling psychology to be a therapist. Uh, then I, I went on to be a therapist for like three or four years, four or five years, actually, uh, until I was about 30, 31. And it turns out like, I'm a terrible therapist. Like I, you have to be passionate. You have to love to be a therapist. I was just, I think I, I, I was so grateful for the impact this, 
therapist had on my life that I wanted to be able to do that with others doing the exact same thing. And I'm just not that guy. I'm just, I'm so not. What do they do? What do they do? What, what was the point of going to therapy? Did you have, um, did did you have a point? Oh, okay. No, so not at all. You just went in there like, Hey, this dude's paying for it. I'm going to go in and get a massage, a mental massage. Basically. Yeah. And, and do you leave with tools? Uh, you know, it, it depends on the therapy. Um, depends on the therapist or kind of their approach. Some therapists will, will be more behavioral. You'd be, be walking away with tools, things to practice, ways to change your life or, or, or something like that. Uh, this therapist was more of a, uh, ah, it's really hard to, but more experiential, meaning the conversation in therapy had, um, an experiential value that ideally would change your trajectory, right? It would change how you felt about yourself, how you felt about life, think the way you saw life, um, sort of changing the way I viewed the world. And, um, and that was, I mean, at that time in my life was, it was very helpful. Um, but he was not, he's not a therapist. I, I didn't, I didn't walk away. Um, having quit smoking. That was a, a different therapist to, to attempt to quit chewing tobacco, but um, I, I chickened out on that one. So, but um, yeah, different therapists are going to provide a different um, style of resources, it, almost like different fitness trainers, you know, like some right. trainers are, you're, they're going to do five by fives and you're going to do some cardio and you're arms and back and bench and whatever all that stuff is. And others are going to be do CrossFit. So therapists approaches are going to be really, really different depending on the therapist and if it's not working, like you just switch therapists, there's no reason. But the the idea with this therapist and the and the therapy that I t- tended to end up providing was um really just relationship based. That that having an honest, authentic conversation with another human being, yes, you're you're paying them, which is always an awkward thing. It's just so ideally, you just they have your credit card, it just swipes it. Um, but that just the authentic or someone else's it, credit card, fuck it whatever yeah <laughs> and tom was taking care of it at the time i eventually had to pay myself it was tough it was a tough transition in life to pay for my own therapy because it was like that's very expensive they got you um, addicted to crack first yeah, it was free it. and then dang it well yes. and then you know i so I, I worked with that therapist for a number of years and, and he was great and then um and, you know I, I on and off with that same therapist through my 30s you know there'd just be times when i was like hey i just need to come work through some shit as so I'd see him for six months and then be like, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to, I'm airborne. I'm like, I see help launching into something else or transitioning through something else. In fact, there's a, there's a tattoo in the middle of my chest that you've seen it on the, on the Instagram, right? There's a tattoo right here. And this was a tattoo. I mean, not a tattoo. This was a, um, a picture in his, in my therapist's office, uh, this kanji. And it's a, um, it, there's a vertical line with two different, um, yeah, that's it right there. That's, that's the one. And so that vertical line, it means balance. And on the left side is uh, danger. And on the right side is opportunity. And that was on his wall. And I, it, whenever I was really in deep thought about something that he was having me work on, I'd always end up looking at that picture on his wall. So at one point, I, I took a picture of it. I took it to a tattoo artist. I'm like, I want that on my chest. Like that is a centering point for me. But it's, it's the balance between danger and opportunity, um, which is what every transition in life with the experience of every transition in life is it's a balance between danger and opportunity. Like when you have your first child, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's scary, 
And there's an amazing opportunity there. Um, starting mm. CrossFit, there's danger and opportunity in that. Mm. And starting a new business, any new adventure, um, which I tended to do these things a lot. So I tend to write that line between danger and opportunity a lot. It was meaningful to me. So I had it tattooed on my chest. But uh, yeah, I saw that therapist through my 30s. And in my 40s, I started switching to like online therapy for like when I kind of needed to transition. Like through. this? It's like Zoom? Like you're talking like, like the cat like this? Okay. Yeah, it's just like this. And um, it's bumped, I think. And it's it, it's amazing. Like BetterHelp, literally, they advertise on YouTube videos and podcasts. BetterHelp.com. I found this great therapist. She was so, so, so good. And amazing that, that honestly... It was like this. There were times when there's a lot of silence in therapy, a lot of silence where she's really waiting on me to like navigate something or come with it. I can't believe she's not multitasking. Like if I was an online therapist doing this while, while I'm talking or while I'm really chewing on or my patient is chewing on something, I'd literally be checking my email. There's no way I could focus for that long in any way, but she was fantastic. So I think and there's really good therapists. You can find them online. And they, I, I'm super grateful for the ones that I've worked with that have helped me just navigate some serious shit. Like there's no need to do all this alone. I tell myself now as I yeah, probably need to like navigate, I, I should probably call the therapist tomorrow and just have ma- some maintenance sessions just to see what kind of comes up. What am I holding on to? You know, uh, when I said tools, I was thinking about the difference between going to someone and they give you adjustments. Yeah. Versus versus and, and you need them versus someone who's like, hey, this is a massage ball. I'm going to show you how to use it and you can unfuck yourself right. by yourself. That and would so be great. There's psychological yeah. tools like that, too. Right. There's like um, I'm trying to think of who this lady is. She's a famous lady. But, you know, she she has something called like, let me let me I'm gonna screw this up. I think she has something that's called the four questions. Four oh, interesting questions. Uh, let me see if I can get her name. Someone might say it in the, uh, or is it the three question? Let me see the three. Let me see. Maybe it's three questions. Maybe it's too many questions. Uh, no, that's Don Miguel Ruiz. Shit. I can't find her. Anyway, she's, she's, she's great. She's a little, little, little weird for me, but, but she's great. And her yeah. thing is this, yeah. the main, one of the main primary questions is who would you be without that thought? Hmm. That bitch cheated on me who would you be without that thought? And, and it's, it's a very powerful question. Who would you right. be without that thought? Fuck this workouts hard. Who would you be without that thought? And, um, yeah. and, and, and so these are, these are tools and it's, it's fascinating because you can come up to a point in your life and been alive for, I, I, I mean, shit, I'm sure the majority of the world dies without having any tools to, to navigate their brain, but, but you can yes. tinker with that sucker hardcore and, and, and oxygen deprivation and a hundred burpees for time is a good way to, uh, <laughs> to, to, yeah. to get a glimpse of that fucker when it's not happy, when it's, when it's, yes. it's, it's throwing a temper tantrum. Yes. It's yes, interesting it is. That, it's interesting that you say um, – I also think that you said something fascinating when you said about about death. Like, okay, well, what could happen? I could die. And you know what? At That is the precipice – precipice? 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 That's the, that's the point that very few yes. people are willing to fuck with. But right there is um, – there is something there. There it's is. Vi- it's, it's an, there's an, very valuable. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm it's willing like rock, to die. It's like rock bottom, but but you're cheating by – by, yes. You're kind of cheating. 
Yes. CrossFit's yes. like CrossFit's like sloppy meditation. It's like for che- it's cheating meditation. Thank God, because I like I can't I can't do meditation that much, but I can breathe heavy <laughs> by doing 150 burpees for time. Like I'm yeah. fine with that. I love that. And afterwards, I feel pretty damn good. You know, really good. Yeah, you're cultivating awareness for sure. You're for sure cultivating awareness. Um, is 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 it nice winning or is it is it a letdown? It, it, is winning? Um, no, it's great. It, it is great. great. It is. Great. It is great. Yeah, it's it's not a letdown. It's um, uh, you know, winning the first time. What it's interesting. Winning the first time felt a little bit like, um, did I get lucky? Right? Did I just? Did the workouts all favor me and I, and it just worked out that I get lucky. Um, Were these so, guys injured? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 It, it, first time felt illegitimate. It, I, that's, I don't know if that's the right word, but it just felt like, okay, maybe this, maybe I got lucky. Right? I get it. Um, second time was a relief. Um, Cause I'm, I'm not, not an imposter. Fraud. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not a fraud. I'm not an imposter. Like I, I I am good at this. I'm good at one fucking thing in life, and it, and it happens to be this thing. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why I can push myself harder. Because I'm every single guy that's out there can push themselves to ridiculous lengths. It, like to, like to, they'll, they'll they'll kill themselves to for points. Like Greg would say, you know, men will kill themselves for points, and. Um, and we do that. And I, I finally got something that I can do and I'm good at it. But the second win was, was a relief. Now this time going in, um, I feel all the pressure. I feel a year older. Um, the competition is going to be really damn hard. And, um, I want to say that I'll be okay with whatever happens. I want to say that. I wish I could say that. Um, but winning becomes a slightly addictive a little bit, you know, um, I won, uh, I won the games last year. The, before that, I won um, the Legends Masters competition, which is a big Masters competition. Uh, I won the games, and I won Legends again this year. That I won uh, Wadapalooza. Every one of them were like close battles, really, really close. So coming into the games, like, uh, I kind of want to win. I kind of want to win, and I'll probably be okay if I stand on the podium. I don't know what I, I'll do if I don't. No, I mean I'll be okay. I'll be okay, but. It's, um, there is definitely something about like, it feels pretty damn good to be there. Like I, I have pretty high expectations of myself and, and, um, I, I'll have to call my therapist and figure out the strategies to deal with what happens if I don't do well next week. And there's plenty of life lessons <laughs> in there. I don't really want to learn those lessons that way. There's easier ways to learn things. I'd like to learn the easy way, but you know, it's not a lot I can control next week, but um, the nerves are high for sure. But winning is good. Winning is good. Yeah. Who will you go with? To the games? Yeah. Um, well, I, I am. I'm in Madison now, and uh, uh, my wife is here with my younger boys. Um, oh, oh! You brought yeah. your whole family. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, dude, uh, I hope they televise. I hope they do. Do you know if they plan on streaming any of the masters? I'm pretty sure they will. Yeah. Bill Grundler is going to announce the masters. I'm sure him and, and, uh, and someone else, he just posted the other day that he's, he's announcing the masters, which is cool. 
Um, the live feed that they've done that they did for the Masters last year was was really really good. Like they followed us and they told a story, which was really really good. Cool. Um, I anticipate they'll do that this year. Um, and they had twenty athletes per male and female division last year. This year there's only ten. Um, so I'm I'm curious. And to you see came how that in goes. seated second. Just no fourth. 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 Okay. Because I suck at virtual competition, man. I. I've never done well. I, I've never won an open. I've never won a, um, uh, a, a qualifier. It, it, um, so qualifying for the games in 2018, I was 13th to get to the games. 2019, I was seventh and I won. Last year, I think I was fourth and I won. This year, I was fourth or fifth, fourth, I think. And we'll see how it goes. So if I can see my competition, I can chase them down. Um my only concern this year, honestly, my concern is um, we have, it looks like we have six events and, uh, and you want more and I want more. I want nine. I want like 11. How um, many did you have last year? Last year we had seven. Okay. And the age groups below us had nine. I think nine is a great test in 2018. We had nine or 11 or something. I think we had 11 at something in that range. 2018. I think we had nine. <laughs> Um, so it's really strange that we only have six this year. It's it's frustrating. And but I, you I don't know for sure. You don't know for sure. Maybe there's multiple scores. Okay. Um, maybe, but there's six. It says it says in the rule book that events one through six will be announced to us August third. So that to me says events one through six will be announced. Maybe and actually, maybe events one through six will be announced, and maybe there's like events seven and eight that won't be announced that day. I don't right. God, I hope. Do they ever do that? I know they do. would do that with individual. Would they do that with masters? Do they fuck with you guys? Mess know. with you guys? All right. I hope so, but I don't know. <laughs> All right. We'll see. <laughs> you're, you're a man. You're a CrossFitter through and through. I know. I want, I want more, obviously. J- Jason, is the gym that you originally opened that you sold in 2019, is it still open? It is. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, it's now called Trailhead CrossFit. It was They're, 5280 CrossFit. Okay. Uh, it's in Golden, Colorado. It's a great spot. Oh, I wonder if I've been there. You know, I met you in person <clears throat> at the DDC. Um, is that what that was called with the medical uh, L1 yeah. DDC? It, yeah. It, you were in Santa Cruz? So Yeah, I was in Santa Cruz in um, 2019. So I randomly sent Bruce. Uh, Edwards. Was this? CEO or CFO or whatever he was at the time. I had met him a couple years before, but Greg was really focused on the health stuff um, at the, at, at the affiliate level. And as an affiliate owner, I loved that. So I, I sent an email to Bruce saying, Hey, I, I'm super excited for the direction that we're going here. I'm really, I love this. The next day I get a, a text from Greg Glassman. I woke up to a text from Greg and I, I was starstruck. Obviously. He said, hey, Jason, thank you for your kind words. I'd love to fly you out for uh, to to attend this DDC in Santa Cruz, and um, uh, he was like, "I'll cover the airfare, I'll cover the hotel, you cover the rental car." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in, awesome." So came out, and there was one night there was like a barbecue. It was a rainy night. It was it rained the whole weekend, and uh, you had your beard was like 19 feet long, very long yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, I came up to you, and I was like, "How do I talk to Zavon? What?" What do I have? I, what do I have in common? Oh, 
He's a camera guy. He likes Leica cameras. I have a Leica. He has a Noctilux. I have a Noctilux. We're going to wow. talk about cameras. I must have like gotten so excited. I must have got so excited. <laughs> we, we were. We were talking about, uh, yeah, Leica, Noctilux, um, all of those. You, have to, you got your .95 back there? I don't, but I got this bad boy. <laughs> uh, it's beautiful. Crazy. Oh, hey. Yeah. And tell me how nice. Tell, tell the world how nice I was. You were you were super nice, yeah, and not as tall as I thought you were. Jeez, uh, but very, very easy, buddy. Easy, easy, easy. I didn't ask for a shit sandwich. I said, "Tell me how nice I was." <laughs> I had to throw that out there. It was like I was like, "I'm taller. I'm not taller than hardly anybody." Isn't um, that weird when you're tall? I was with my mom the other day. My mom's five foot. And we walked by some lady. I'm like, "Hey, mom, you're taller than her." And my mom's like, "Whoa." <laughs> and this was this wasn't like a dwarf or something this is like just right. a nor- just a normal just person a normal but sm- person. just tiny yeah yeah like holy shit i couldn't believe it it's weird for me when i when i talk whenever i talk to someone if i have to tilt my head down i'm like this is weird because normally i do this oh yeah oh yeah and if, yeah. if you're hugging it's hugging upwards always hey and you know what i've decided like i'm such a jackass i'm i never try to put my arms over anyone's shoulders anymore i just go underneath like <laughs> no. just like just like i'm hugging like i have a friend who's six five go ahead put your cock and balls on my chest Let's it is it. what it is Let's yeah it. just the whole i'm thing. good yeah <laughs> um i really appreciate you coming on uh i i, I knew i was gonna like you man people love you appreciate that yeah people just love you you're you're such a positive force it's awesome i'm uh i'm five five someone asked how tall i am um you're a positive force i'm excited i got to meet you thanks for taking the time i know this is a um a a pretty intense week there is a chance i tell all the athletes this that i'll be bugging you through text throughout the week to come on but don't ever feel pressure like ghosting us or our shit is just going to be chaos. How we cover the games is just chaos. Someone might just say, Bill Grundler said Jason Grubbs is the greatest guy ever. And then I'll get a wild hair up my ass and I might send you a link and we'll have you come on live and you'll be like, yeah, I know I'm the greatest. And then we'll make fun of you. And then that's it. So that sounds good. Okay. But don't stress either way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Brother, Appreciate thank it. you so much. Yeah. Uh, tell your, uh, your boys and your wife, thanks for letting me have some of your time. And um, yeah. I'll be watching you on the, on the internet. All right, man. Thank you. Cheers. Damn, we didn't even lose that many people when I took the pee break. Oh, I screwed this all up with Brian. I screwed this all up with Brian. I screwed this all up with Brian. I'm going to call Brian right now. While we're live on the air, I'm going to see what happens. I think he's in my favorites. Yeah, he is. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Can you guys hear it ringing or no? Because I don't have it on speakerphone. He might be asleep. Sometimes you got to call Brian twice to get through because he puts his phone on silent mode. You get okay. Thank you, CrossFit Corey Tom Tommy Payne, Mister Bruce Wayne. Thank you, thank you. What did you think about the show with Haley Adams? Was was it as bad as Hiller said? Uh, I I just screwed up. I didn't send Brian a a link for Daniel Brand until the show is fifteen minutes in. I I. I I'm slipping. I'm slipping. Okay. Uh, 
Elise Carr Ridao. Um, so tomorrow morning, what what is going on tomorrow morning? I could I should actually call I could call Matt Souza right now up here. Oh oh man, I had a great talk talk with Chris Dorse today. If you guys didn't hear that, um, you got to hear that. That's the affiliate owner in Iowa. What a great dude. Got an incredible a DM from his son, 21-year-old son, too. Okay, so uh, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., we have uh, Cara Sanders on. I have to ask her how you say her name again for the 18th millionth time. Is it Cara or Cara? Then at 1 o'clock, I'm going to hear Greg Glassman speak live. I'm actually going to take my camera and film it. Excuse me. And then uh, in the evening, I'll come back and I'll do James uh, Sprague and Dallin. That's going to be fun. We can ask him if he kissed Phil Toon and if he got any um, stuff. Uh, Dude, Haley was awesome. Hiller's full of shit. Well, that's good to hear. Sevon, please get Ariel Lowen on, uh, Strong Mom. I, we, I, I've had her on twice, one time with a bad connection and then one time uh, recently. I really like her. She's cool. Um, yeah, she's she's dope. She's fun. She get her, I had her and Tim Paulson on the same day. That was really cool. That was exciting. Two, two, two cats. Can I uh, – you want to scream the glass? Dog. I will tell you this. I, I can ask him if I can stream it. I don't think he'll let me stream it, but um, he did say I could film it. There'll be uh, two other uh, camera operators there. I will. We will put together a nice cut, and he did say I can start showing pieces of it on my podcast, and then he'll come on, and we'll talk about it. So you know what happened, Jeff, today with Danielle? I don't know if any of you guys noticed this, but in the beginning of the podcast, like normally I just come in so hot. I just know. I just, I just come in, and I'm me. And the first five minutes, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know. I didn't. Like if I was in the same room with her and you guys all weren't watching, it it probably would have gone a little bit different because I would have just like. I could have come at her a little bit more hard, but like it's sensitive for all the athletes right now. They're getting ready to go to the games and I just want to be sensitive. I want to leave them. I want to throw them alley-oops. I want to ask them questions that I think are hard questions, but that they can slam dunk that they can still walk away with and be stoked about. So like maybe I I can play bad cop or I can ask some twisted shit and, or I could help them get something off their brain, you know? And so, you know, that was the the questioning around her and Kotler. Like, are you going to fist bump them? And, and, you know, it's like everyone wants closure. Even, even my, even like we all want some closure to be, to be free from our own drama. So look at this place, CrossFit Riverside, 1999. Let's see this place. CrossFit Riverside. Mm -hmm. It filmed, uh. The last time I was in Riverside was in 2008 when I filmed Every Second Counts. I want to say that uh, Josh Bridge, no, Josh Everett, Josh, Josh Everett may have been the strength and conditioning coach at the University of Riverside. Riverside's premier fitness training and nutrition, nutrition coaching. So we see who gave the, tw- let's see who gave the $19. Let's see if we can find them. We'll go to about, is this your gym? Uh, what makes Cross Rivers Cross at Riverside different? Meet our team. Do you think it's 
Do you think it's Danny Dan Danielle with two N's? Look at Danielle with two N's and look at her last name, Eurisha with two R's. Stephanie Alvarez. Do you think it's her who gave the twenty dollars? Richard Alvarez. Oh, married. Married. All right. God, CrossFitters just look cool. Everyone's strong and happy. Okay, strong. Uh, Sevon, can you turn the phone back? Oh, fine. I'll oh, fine. I'll turn the phone back on for a minute. Do a bit. I can hear my wife. Haley! Haley! Do I have to come in and help put the kids to bed? Should I call my wife? Can't be fucking around with you guys tonight. It's too late. Okay, the phone's on. What do you want? What do you want? Two hours and eight minutes. What am I doing? This I think this is uncharacteristic of me, right? I kept calling the voice was like, this is off. <laughs> yeah, I turned that shit off. That's because so many people have been complaining about it. And I have to reconnect it to my uh, to my thingamajigger. All right, this suck. Oh, there's Will Plummer's calling. Let's go. Uh, hold on, Willie. Hold on. Hold on, Roadcaster Pro. People get annoyed. Uh, uh, okay, you're on. People get. Pe- you're on. People get annoyed by the phone, but it's like it's one of the things that set, sets this show apart from from the others. And so it's like, I, I, like everyone else is like catching up. So, um, how long were you quiet there? That's the, that's the longest you've ever been quiet before. What do you mean, quiet? Quiet, like not like not talking on the air. You mean like when I went to go pee? Yeah. No, you just weren't talking on the air on the show. You mean a like live stream for at- like. 30 seconds. You mean after yeah. after Jason Grubb got off? Yeah. No, no, I was talking. I was talking. I think I was talking. Did I have a stroke? Maybe I had a stroke. If someone saw me have a stroke <laughs> and I was just like, like tweaking and shit, fuck, send me a text. Take <laughs> clip, clip that part <laughs> out. Clip that part out. Are you high, Will? What's up you with were, you? Are you, you stoned? You, you were silent. I kept trying to talk to you. Oh, Hopefully it's because I was fixing my phone. I was, I was fixing my phone. Yeah. Uh, Will Brandstetter says, I like the phone call questions during the interviews. The beeping when people are calling is so loud. I know. I, you know what the thing is? I probably just need to take this phone into my house right now. And while I'm eating dinner, uh, fuck with the settings. Right. Will? yeah, probably Sevon's wife name is Haley. And my wife's name is Kaylee. That's nice. Kaylee <laughs> wow. and Haley sitting in a tree. Okay. Yes. What? The, uh, the affiliate theory, dude, that was so good. I'm, dude. You don't even know how gangster I feel doing that. You don't even know. Dude. I feel like I feel so, ah, oh, so good. Did you see my text? Yeah, yeah, you're a good. Dude. I don't give a. I don't give a. I don't give a. all the teachers that told me I'll never amount to nothing. Yeah, makes me want to hear some gangster rap. Yeah, I heard. I saw you. Here's the thing, Will. I, I love you. Always helping me. I'm 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 overwhelmed by the affiliate contacts. I'm overwhelmed by yeah. fucking everything that's going on right now. I've like I have just like when my 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 um, Instagram account suspended again, and I'm happy. It's like yeah, fuck. Oh good, 
one less input. Lightens it up a little bit. Oh, it's just it's it's, it's I mean it's good, it's great, but it's like it's um I want to make sure like that dude was a good affiliate and like I don't need every affiliate to be like like I like I would love to just call an affiliate and they tell me about how successful they are and how much they love HQ and it's just like an hour and a half of like fun. And but but the problem is this. I feel like most people who want to be on the show, like 51% to 99% end up sucking. And the people who don't want to be on the show end up being the good ones. Yeah. And so I'm, I get a little nervous when I feel like, dude, I got a story to tell. I'm like, oh. You know what I no, mean? No, like, we want to find the ones that have been there for a minute and have actually been working. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, I, I just want to be – I want to – I think – yeah. The, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is this, and, and I, and I definitely have an angle and agenda and part of it is, is mischievousness, right? I'm, I'm being like, I'm going to, I'm going to have affiliates talk. Right. And like that, let's see how yeah. HQ likes that. But the other part is, is like, they, they, th- there is a consistent message that they have. And, um, and if I if I, I think we'll hear by the time we've I've interviewed ten, we'll know exactly what it is. I mean, I think I already know what it is. But then when we get to fifty two, it'll be like abundantly clear. And yeah. hopefully at some point, I mean, I just I'm it's, I'm a fucking broken record. But the the people who bought this thing don't know what they bought. So let's let the affiliate they sure Someone as hell don't to want to listen. listen to me. What? Someone at HQ needs to listen. If they uh, want this, it needs to be if, above HQ. Those people at HQ who are running the ship right now. So what? Coca. So what? Coca Cola. Yes. Coca-Cola needs yes. to listen. Yes. Someone at Coca-Cola needs to listen. Someone who I mean there's there's someone out there who put twenty monster, million or Monster Hydro. Yes. The Monster Girls needs to listen. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um Savon, that's why I sent you that info about our owner. I can promise that he doesn't want to be on the show. Great. Thank you. And Corey, listen, you gotta circle back around after the games. After the games, I'll I'll so like like after the games, I'll put JR, Brian, uh Taylor, uh, Hiller. I'll put every, not probably not Hiller. Uh, I'll put every, probably putting everyone on timeout. Like time. I like, I like, I changed my, we're, we're just loving seven. We're loving the lifeboat. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're loving exactly. You mean by doing the affiliate thing? Yeah. Love the yeah. lifeboat. Give them a fucking voice. And hopefully someone there will be like, Oh shit. These motherfuckers, like the, the, the people who work at HQ, some of them are just trying to survive. They need to stop worrying about themselves and worry about the affiliates. Because it's so gangster there right now. I mean, it's, it's been gangster there since 2018. It's a tough place to work. So, yeah, the, but that's the truth. Um, who was it who said, yeah, that like that guy, that guy, Chris Dorse says his life got better when he realized that he had to take care of his son, right? He stopped thinking about himself, stopped thinking about his own problems, mm-hmm. got off the drugs, got off the shit, and he focused his life on taking care of his son, right? By the way, his son DM me the most awesome, heart-wrenching just loving on me just so cool like dude i cried the whole podcast it was dope but that's what hq needs to do stop worrying about yourself and just worry about the affiliates what do the affiliates want this guy said it everyone says it don't fuck up the brand and give us media just we just want some media yeah health yeah focus on fitness and health yeah that's that's all i want to is help prevent chronic disease i mean i thought my grandfather was alzheimer's and like the movement stopped and he eats like shit but somehow this dude's on his like twelfth life. Like he got COVID and he was he, he got through it. He, he didn't even knew he knew he had COVID. How old is he? Unbelievable. Uh, he just turned eighty. It's a good ass life. Yeah, I called him and I was like, "How you doing, Papa?" When he had it, 
He goes, oh, I'm all right. So they go, what about like the COVID? And he goes, oh no, I just had a touch of it. Like awesome. just, he just, just he fucking doesn't even know about it. Then he's fine. Like he's not in great health. Hey, what did like, you, what uh, did you think about Jason Grubb? Uh, he got the Johnson and Johnson so that he wouldn't, so he got the vaccine so that he, if he, he wouldn't get a, a get to the games and be tested. And they say he has it when he doesn't, he didn't want the false positive. Uh, that kind of broke my horrible. heart. Yeah. I broke my heart. I mean, I, I feel for him. I, had I, to get I, it. I, I, I hate on him for it. I ain't hating on him, but broke my heart. What'd you say? You had to get it too. Yeah. The military made me get it. I didn't know you're in the military. Oh yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the army. Yeah. Did, how did I know that? And I just, just can't remember. It's been mentioned, but you're all right. You're chilling. You got a lot of people. This is Will Plummer? Yeah. You're the dude we, we work together at Wadapalooza? Yeah, Wadapalooza, Grand Canyon. What the fuck is wrong with me? Then we're, we're about to do the camping behind the scenes. Yeah. About to be legit. Yeah, you're my boy. Shit. Yeah. You're like my home phone number. And we're uh, loving on the lifeboat. That's the new movement. Okay, loving on the lifeboat. All right. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Will. Yeah, have a good night, Stefan. Okay, loving on the lifeboat. Yeah. Remarketing from Will Plummer. Okay. See you guys tomorrow in 10 hours, 43 minutes. Hopefully, I'll be well rested and happy.